I'm Alex. And I'm Adam. And this is... Bropium for the Masses. Your screen froze a little bit, so oh, I'm going to yeah. assume that you're, you're giving me the nod. Welcome to Bropium for... Yeah, that's it. Welcome to Bropium for the Masses, everyone. Uh, Adam, it's been a bit of a hiatus. We have yes. been... We've been off for a couple of weeks. We had some bedness, as they say, to take care of. We had some stuff going on in our lives that did not allow us to connect uh, to one another. No, for which I'm very, I'm very sorry to both you and the listeners for one not talking to you and then two subjecting them further to uh, ramblings. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like it's yeah. like I'm really sorry that you didn't let me into your club. I'm even more sorry. That you did. Um, let's grow to a marks. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, it's been a yeah, little hiatus. So much life happened yeah. in uh, yeah. in the last couple of weeks. Um, I had a baby. I'm kidding. I did not have a baby. <laughs> no, uh, no. It's uh, it's been the world kept turning, seemingly burning. And yeah, we yeah. were just, uh, yeah, we couldn't couldn't get the equipment or the interwebs enough to to to, to coordinate a record. So I'm glad we're back, back in the studio. Hit it, totally. Jamie. Totally. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, so this is going to be. This is like what is this our thirty thirty first man. We th- yeah, first. we're we're okay. in thirty first episode thirty one. That for for thirty one weeks out of this yet incomplete year. We decided it is better to drink together and ramble at each other for the masses than it is to just do that on your, you know, Chesterfield at home. We, I think we chose right. Alone, naked with my dog in a jar of peanut butter, which that's never happened. I just, I just thought it sounded bad, but I've never done that. Like I swear, not even twice. No. Or three times. I Definitely. hear it's no. super effective, but I I'm not <laughs> from experience. Like <laughs> I shave my neck beard to get on the podcast every week. Every week. It happened to a friend of a friend of mine. Um all right, Alex. What I think we gotta do it, man. What what are you drinking? What's uh what's on the menu? Honestly, I went easy. I just got a lager. I'm not going to name the company it comes from because they're an international beer brand and I don't want to give them any free publicity. I can't believe. That's how I'm rolling today. You're drinking Uh, Boar's Canquit. That's just terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, no, that's too, no, that's too obvious. We have to come up with something different. Yeah. 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 bite. Uh, I, Alex, I'm, um, I'm, I'm double fisting today. It's been, it's been so long. That I had to have a glass of scotch just <laughs> so I could prep my sanity and emotional state for what we're about to talk about today. Uh, and there's nothing better than drinking a glass of scotch and talking about the world crumbling. Uh, but then I followed that up with, I'm going to follow that up with a Spanish Rioja in, in the clay mug, you know? <laughs> clay am, mug uh, again. Yeah. It's, uh, it's temperature controlled. Highly recommend you buy these. Stem, stem glasses can break and stab your partner in the thumb, but clay glasses can only shatter and you can step on them and maybe only cut your heels. I feel like there's a marketing opportunity for us here, like Bropium of the Masses clay mugs. Clay wine, gla- clay wine gl- mugs. Is that clay wine mugs? Clay wine. Mug. Yeah, 
Yeah, the the CWMs. <laughs> we'll start with a run of ten. If we sell that ten ever, if, if we, we'll, we'll get more. We'll print more. <laughs> Alex, you kidding me? You give me you give me you know two lighters and a glass of wine. I'll move your merch. Yeah, I got this. That's it. <clears throat> I um speaking of just random shit I had to do in the last couple of weeks where we couldn't connect. Um, as wives do, they offer your services to other wives whose husbands either are infirmed or just totally not, or they're, they're inept, right? They're just, they're husbands who can't do anything for themselves. Um, so I've, I've, we have some friends that have husbands who are, you know, in these two categories anyway. Oh, you were a dick nurse. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> whoa um my wife offered my my light hanging services i wanted to see where you were gonna go with it but then you, yeah you you went with the place i thought you were gonna go to be perfectly honest but that's right uh yeah that's she's right. like she's you know her husband just had uh neck surgery and she's like oh we're not gonna have our christmas lights up and and my wife says to her oh alex will come and hang them up for you so without without asking me first, but of course, as you as one does, yes. So uh, she yeah, she comes home and she says, "Oh yeah, I told uh, I told I told Lindsay you're going to hang her, her lights." I was like, "Crystal, have you been to their house?" She's like, "Well, yeah, I, that it's dangerous, man. They got like the roof's like twenty feet in the air." She's like, "Yeah," I'm like, "Yeah, I don't I don't want to do that. It's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> like it's windy, it's cold here. Like you know." She's like, "Well, yeah, you know, I already said you're going to do it. Like, okay, now I got to do it, right?" So um, that was in one of my escapades. Was like up on a uh, not a, they're not aluminum, they're fiberglass ladders. Yeah, I was up on a fiberglass ladder, which you know they're they're much heavier than an aluminum ladder yeah. uh, to move. So you you really feel like you're more stable on that ladder. Yes, um, but feel. yeah, I was on this I was on this 22 foot ladder like up in the air uh, trying Clark to Griswold over here. Oh man, that's ex- oh I I got I the Christmas vacation references were coming hard <laughs> and fast, and uh, it's funny because at the end Lindsay's like, "Do you want me to plug them in now, or do you want to have like a Christmas vacation moment at the end?" I was like, "I love that you made the reference," <laughs> but I was like, "You just do whatever you want. I, I don't care." I said, "You know what you have to do though." You got to plug in every strand and check the lights before we. Hang. Yeah, oh and she's my. Like, oh, that's that's a good idea. I go, yeah, that's that's why men hang the lights because, like, you know, I'm like, I don't want to go up there twice. That's exactly yeah. what it is, right? Oh, so, well, there's like yeah. there's only like four four or five yards that are just you know. I think we just take those down oh. and we put those back up. I think she bought twenty two strands at thirty five feet. Oh my goodness! And I only hung. I think 10, so 350 feet. But yeah. she overbought, but it didn't matter because she wants to do every window and garage door. And I said, okay, look, I did the dangerous shit. You could do the wrap your posts and do that all yourself. Like, you know, you, you, I, 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 I pumped her up. I said, you're, you're a woman. You're capable of anything. You could do this. You don't need me. Yeah. She's like, I, I can't do it. Yes. And I was like, I'm out of here. <laughs> it's fucking cold out. Equality so, uh, yeah. for the win. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, yeah, so that was one of the things that, you know, I don't know. It's just been one of those busy couple of weeks where uh, people do that. You have this all the time where you don't talk to anybody and um, it feels like you, you don't connect it with the with the world because you just got your head down and you're plowing forward. And uh, yes, yeah, so anyway, that's where we've been. I, I feel you, man. I have the I had the opposite problem. Um, I uh, I decided to take a little remote work stint at a Montreal uh uh, last week or the week before that, and 
it's so great to just like have an opportunity to like be a 25 year old with like a person in their 30s disposable income because I got to say, it's like being a little kid when you can just stare a waiter dead in the eye at dollar oyster nights on a Sunday and say, (laughs) I would like oysters. Just unironically, 60, please. 60 oysters. Six zero. And he just looked at me in the eye and he's just like, cool. Would you like a cocktail pairing with that? And I said, yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, but uh, a whole week of just nonsense drinking and debauchery. One dollar oysters? Who? One dollar oysters. Where are these oysters? Are these like end of the week? Couldn't sell them, or were so they like- I think I. So that's what I asked them. I'm like, are these like are these last Sunday's oysters? <laughs> and then you got to clear them. But they were all Atlantic oysters, so they were all like just uh, oyster mm. farm like main imports. Um, okay. And I actually think they stock up on Fridays and Saturdays just to get ready for their jazz and dollar oyster sunday nights super impressed um because man okay if you paid me a dollar an oyster to shuck them i would make about like six dollars like i'm yeah. i'm just not obviously I, I don't do it for a living so i'm not a proficient shucker but I, like at a dollar an oyster and you ordered 60 yeah how many other people did that I, like i just I, I i yeah i'm doing the math on this and it feels like they must have I don't know what they would pay somebody to do this. This guy must be a pro at it. Does there's a lot of shell in your oysters or what? Like no, what, what, it was like no, clear no. Sh- clear shucks, Alex. We're talking ah, talking okay. smooth shucks and like an an eyedropper of this delicious hot sauce, some of that onion vinegar. Oh, it was like nice. I kept patronizing the bar because the oysters were so good. I think that's that's where they make their money. They got to make it on yeah, yeah, on the cocktails. Yeah. Um, and it's it called was, a it's called a mignonette actually, just for the. Oh, there Just you go. class it up here. Yeah. yeah. Onion, onion, onion jam's called mignonette. Thank you. I didn't know it was a mignonette. Wow. <laughs> okay. well, look at that. <laughs> wow. So really, our- really put in my place for ordering those 60 <laughs> oysters just now. <laughs> I had, I was like, oh, I know something Adam doesn't know. This is like one, this, this never happens. Uh, your father, our father and I, our father and I, yeah, that makes sense. We did a oyster tasting on the East Coast where they paired three scotches oh. in, with with eyedroppers, and you actually added like a Lafroeg mm-hmm. style, like a like a peaty one or whatever, and you added only a, with a one eyedropper, like a single drop to the oyster. Honestly, Hell yeah, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Yeah, I man. would never have thought scotch and oysters would would be a thing, but they are. Hey, if are. vodka and oysters is a thing. And champagne and oysters is a thing. <laughs> Surely, scotch yeah. and oysters has to be a thing. Well, that's all the fun things we have Agreed. to talk about, Alex. Would you like yeah. to talk about the giant chasm that has opened up in the middle of the earth where hell is now spewing forth and infecting people with, I don't know, it's called head-up-assism? Head-up-assism. Head-up-assism. People's heads are just getting shoved right up their own asses. So... We talk a lot about the free speech ecosystems and the public square and social media. On oh, you mean those advertising to... platforms that are masquerading correct, as correct, free, free, free correct, speech ecosystems? Correct. Yes, yes, of course. So in true Bropium fashion, I mean, we, we obviously have to talk about the Kanye West issue <laughs> and and how it's correlated to Twitter. And I, I this is a, I mean, it's a weightier topic, but I think it's worth it's worth talking about because 
I, I think on our last podcast, one, I got to apologize for that terrible audio. Like, what was it on episode 29? Yeah, it was 29. I sh- yeah, I don't know. Like, I I shit the, I don't know what happened there. I had a massive audio problem. So for those of you who just skipped 29, we're just going to, that's the data point we're going to just erase from the, the metrics. But um, yeah, so we, I think we talked about this on 29 or podcast 29 or 30, mm-hmm. where we discussed like, what is Kanye, re- what's, what's happening here? Um, and it seems to have evolved, like, it's gone crazier than I think we both could have predicted. Oh, like it is. Yeah. I believe it's far in the field. I, uh, I, I, I did not see the, the double, 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 double down. Like it was no, no. it's yeah. doubling down to an exponent that we had not considered. We consider the absurd and we consider the crazy hell. It's basically how I stay employed. But I think this is one where we're like, Oh no, he, he's, he went full Nazi. <laughs> He did a full uh, Nazi. It was almost like I, I would. Im- I imagine it's like seeing it's like seeing Jesus perform a miracle. You know, something so crazy. Like if Jesus were real, he's not. But if he were, and he performed a miracle in front of you, like made two, two fish into a thousand, and you're like, this doesn't make any. It's like seeing Chris Angel float in the street. You're like, what is happening here? So we saw. Or, or I would uh, say I wouldn't go so far as to say seeing Jesus sexually assault Chris Angel. Like you're just so mind blown mm-hmm. by both things happening. <laughs> Chris <laughs> Angel's floating. Jesus is there. You're like, holy crap, it's Jesus. Holy crap, Chris Angel can float. Oh my god, Jesus is sexually <laughs> assaulting Chris Angel while he's floating. <laughs> and he's standing on water. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> this is our best analogy, but we saw Kanye West on Alex, Alex Jones's Jones. show. Beside Nick Fuentes, the America first neo-Nazi, talking about how much he loves Hitler and how, quote, Hitler did good things. It was a, it was a, the the dumpster fire of dumpster fires. And I, the, I'll be honest with you because I'm, you know, I love schadenfreude. All I thought was, I wonder what all those people are thinking who defended him. <laughs> like two weeks ago, you know, we're like Candace Owens and... Uh, Kyrie Irving and and a bunch of people who are like, oh, Con- yo, Conway's okay. He, Kanye's okay, man. He just has a little bit of a mental health issue. It's like, yeah. What yeah. now? What now? And what the fuck was he wearing on Alex Jones's show? For people who didn't see it, well, I hope people know who Alex Jones is by now. He's the he's a he's comparatively incredibly far to the left from Kanye's perspective. <laughs> <laughs> That's who Alex Jones is. He's pushed somehow pushed Alex Jones to the middle. He's now Alex Jones is now a centrist compared to Kanye West, which all about no one could have seen coming. Yeah, it is. Um, so this is the Alex worst Jones timeline. Is a, yeah, he, he's a conservative talk show host who talks about like how um, Sandy Hook victims, Sandy yeah. Hook victims were were not victims. It was all they were all crisis actors, and it wasn't real. And sent his followers to the homes of all the parents who had dead children, as you do, as one does. As one does. And um, he's now ordered to pay over a billion dollars in damages, which mm-hmm. somebody made with this is a distinction I think I heard, I forget who I heard say it, it was like, um, have you ever seen two two people on the same show who've, lo- who've lost a billion dollars? It's like you have now because you saw Kanye West talking to Alex Jones. It's like, yeah, that is yeah. that's true. Yeah, yeah. so 
Yeah, so you could tell by the video. I don't know. Did you watch it? I think I sent it to you. Uh, I watched clips of the full interview. I did not watch the full interview. I find Alex Jones just abhorrent. Not not even support. Like he get to me. I think there there was always an oafishness that I couldn't hmm. get past. Like I saw I, I saw the performative nonsense. I'm like, oh, this is sure. very 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 uh, sufficient performative nonsense sure. to make people believe this yeah. is what this guy actually believes. But I just find him actually just like dull. So I didn't oh, watch all of it. Yeah. Well, I, uh, dull. He's a duller. Do you mean maybe like he's not yeah. he's not smart. I would say when you, it's like, you know, when someone is so clearly acting at you that you're just like, kind of just tune out. That's how I feel okay. about Alex Jones. Yeah. Okay. Especially after the trial where he's just like, it's just, it's just a performance. I swear. <laughs> like, <clears throat> okay. Yeah. So no, but t- like what, what I saw the clips where Alex Jones is like, let's dial this back. And Kanye is like, let's triple down. And D- Jones is like, okay. Yeah. Well, we do. We have difference of opinion. Yeah, I, I there was there were moments during the whole thing where I felt like Alex Jones was legitimately uncomfortable, and that is saying something for a man who will say anything. Who will say anything? Right? Yeah, he was. Who will look parents he, in the eye and say your children aren't dead. You're a crisis actor. He, he actually had to requalify like his position after Kanye was like, you know, I'm sick of Hitler being put in a box and Hitler. People saying all this bad stuff about Hitler. I like Hitler. He was a human. He had something. To, he had things of value, and he, he obviously dropped, brought up the autobahn thing. Like he invented the autobahn. It's like no, he didn't. He's not an engineer. He didn't invent the road. But anyway, um, Alex Jones goes, okay, yeah, well, we're gonna be right back in a second. But uh, just to clarify, I uh, I don't like Hitler, and I don't agree with what he did. Yeah. Uh, we'll be right back. Yeah, it's like okay, he had to throw that in there on purpose, right? Like um, it, it was something, and I mean, t- and then you look at Nick Fuentes. The leader of the America First Party, an, an avowed neo-Nazi, hates hates immigrants, hates black people. Here he is nodding at everything that Kanye West is saying, and I thought this is this is a moment. Uh, it's just a weird, weird moment where, yeah, like it, it's people don't like cancel culture, but even the right wants to cancel. Even conservatives who are like, you know, we shouldn't be canceling anybody, you know, cancel culture sucks, liberals and, you know, enforce it on us. This is a moment where even the right went, Alex Jones went, fuck, I I could get canceled because of this guy again. You know, he, I think he legit, Kanye saying things that, bro, people aren't going there with you. That's not a thing, you know, so. Alex, do you think, okay, crazy idea. We've had we've had a few shots called on the show. I'm not saying we're batting a thousand. I'm not saying we sink every three, but you know, five yards from the goal line, bases are loaded. I'm pretty sure we will get a touchdown. Alex, do you think maybe Kanye is pulling and it a, a deliberate Hitler? Because he sees, because Kanye's got a god complex, and he's just like, how do I unify them? How do I get through to these kids? And he's just like. Just no. looking at the masses and he's saying, I, I have such a God complex. The best thing that God did was invent Lucifer as someone to unite us against evil. So he's just like, I will embody Hitler-esque things so that everyone can hate me. Unifying left, right, stupid, smart, Alex Jones. And then everybody no. hates Kanye. No. Classic God complex move. I don't think so. I don't think he's smart enough for that. Five-dimensional chess? I know chess? people think... 
people think he's a genius. I, I would say that he's like a slightly less dumb uh, rough. Um, who's the guy running in Georgia against Raphael Warnock? Um, uh, Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker. He's just a slightly less dumb Herschel Walker. He's just the guy doesn't know what he's talking about. He's bl- a blithering idiot. And is he good at music? No, no doubt. Like, I mean, you can be he, you can be good at a lot of things and just be bad at everything else. Right. So I, I don't think he's classic. But I, I, he would have to have won a Nobel Prize for it to be a case right. of Nobel. Yeah. OK, which, uh, <laughs> which help us. Yeah, God help us. Yes, if you classic is one, Wagner. He yeah. wrote, you know, his f- fantastic classical composer. He wrote "Ride of the Valkyries." Everybody knows it. Just a real mean anti-Semite. Like hated. Oh, was he? Okay, I didn't yeah, know this. hated anyone of the of the Hebrew variety. Um, but it's tough. It's tough to separate art from artist, right? Because I still listen to Wagner, but um, yeah, was it? He, he was human garbage. He really was. I mean, I still watch. Um, what's that show that Kevin Spacey was in on Netflix? That was really good. House of Cards. Uh, House of Cards. I still watch it. I don't give yeah. a shit. I, and hey, I mean, I kind of like some of Roman Polanski's films. I'm not going to lie about it. Carnage. Man, that's a great, <laughs> great comedy. Yeah, I know. It's like, wow, your art is good. But man, you're a total piece of shit. I hope they extradite <laughs> right? your ass. Um, yeah. Yeah. Kanye well, on the heels of that, on the heels of that, the sale of Parlor to Kanye West, which I think we talked about what Parlor was. We mentioned it. Um, yeah, yeah. I think so. Okay, just a refresher for those of you who either didn't hear the podcast or don't know what Parlor is. It's supposed to be the answer to. It's the right wing Twitter. It's supposed to be the answer to all the cancel culture on uh, Twitter, which we're going to get to. I think in a, in a couple minutes here, but yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Kanye West now is not buying Parlor. Well. He doesn't have any money. Let's be honest. He being everybody, Adidas dropped him. I think uh, I want to say other. Well, he's, he's probably got assets that he can look. Oh, yeah, I, I, I don't doubt he's going to receive royalties for things that he's done for the rest yeah. of his life. But um, the sale of Parler is over uh, to Kanye West as well. So, and, and sorry to clarify to all of our French Canadian listeners, uh, it's the app is called Parlay, but everybody keeps calling it Parler. It's it's so frustrating as a person that speaks French. Because everyone is like, oh yeah, parler, really? parler, parler. Yeah, it's the verb to talk is parler, P-A-R-L-E-R. And it's like every when, when I first read it, I'm like, oh, what's this app, parler? And then everyone kept calling it parler in the states, and I'm just like, ah, I see someone from Louisiana did not invent this app. Okay, so um, the, the company that 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 is the proprietor, the company that owns it is called Parlay. Uh, well, parler. Everybody calls I, it parler it because it's English. It's English, but in French you pronounce it parler. You're, you're right. You're right. Because parler would be P A R L O U R, right? like a parler. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, not only is the app shitty, it's spelled wrong. <laughs> oh no! Sorry, it's Parliament Technologies. That's why it's called Parler. But they spell Parliament. Like P A R L E M E N T Parliament. Parliament. So that's why it's Parler. Te- Parler was their yeah. This this makes maybe a bit more sense. Mm. Parliament Technologies Incorporated um, said Thursday the decision has been made in mid November that it was not uh, going to sell to <laughs> after all the shits going on. They're not selling to Kanye. Uh, bye bye Kanye. Which honestly, can we just you know pour out one for Parler because. 
they're really looking for a buyer right now and they're like, sweet, we'll scapegoat this to Kanye. To have to turn down your best opportunity of offloading your piece of shit technology, it's a tough one, man. They made they made well, a tough financial decision. Pour one out. What do you what do you make about product. what do you make of um Elon Musk taking over Twitter around the same time that this gets announced that Parler's not selling to Kanye? I mean, if he's the answer to the right to the for the right of letting everybody back on the platform, you don't need Parler anymore. Alex, didn't you know? Today we spell free speech M U S K. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. I, well, okay. Here's the other funny thing. Kanye was quick to, kicked off Twitter, so apparently That's we do the line. have some That's the rules line. and regulations. Yeah, on Twitter, and Elon Musk, um, I think, tweeted out something that he had not removed Kanye because he said something uh, was whatever it was he had removed him for inciting violence against Jewish people so ah. i guess i guess twitter does have terms of use which we have to follow so um i thought you know i mean let, like yeah anyway but oh, hold on but then let's 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 find this line in the sand though so long as it is belligerent antagonistic fervent distaste for another culture that uses both slurs and talks about their history as though it were fantasy that's yeah. okay it's the incitement to violence that'll get you that's that's it that's, that's the line that's the peanut that'll get you well, no, no 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 it's the i'm burning uh, i'm i'm playing Elon Musk here i'm burning my business to the ground and advertisers are walking away in droves and I can't really afford for Kanye West to say anti-Semitic shit on the platform because, you know, Jews buy advertising space on the platform. So I better do something. That's what I think mot motivates Elon Musk. I don't know if Elon Musk is a slave to his own terms of use. I just I think it's all actually, again, nine times out of ten, it's out of money. And I think that's a that's a money move. But I, I hear you. I, you're right. There's you can say pretty much whatever you want Alex, until there's an incitement of violence. Him and Cardi B making money moves. I get it. You know, <laughs> just, just makes, it makes it makes perfect sense that Cardi B logic is the the Muskian logic for Twitter. I get it. So on, the, on that note, how is the the Twitter verse faring with the new um, yeah, Muskian? Muskful, musky, the new musky ownership that uh, that has befallen it, I want to say. So I think this is an interesting story because uh, there's a couple of uh, key things to think about here. One, Twitter is um, the the $8 for verified blue check mark totally blew up in Twitter's face. Predictably, though, right? Yeah. Um, I think John Oliver did a really good bit on it uh, a couple of Sundays ago when he talked about uh, somebody made a fake Chiquita banana uh, Twitter profile and um, so good. tweeted out, we've just taken over the Brazilian government or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and then, then the real Chiquita banana, like whatever it was real Chiquita banana says, no, 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 that, that's not us. And hello, can somebody fix this? Like, can somebody help us out here? But again, if you just pay the eight bucks, you're verified. So there's a yeah. bunch of there's a bunch of people taking advantage of this, paying the eight dollars, becoming a verified someone. One of them that was actually somebody faking to be Elon Musk. There was a whole host of these. And it was immediately seen that that's this was a terrible idea. And I think Twitter immediately backed up on it. 
I mean, then, you know, it's fired half his staff. Um, they're looking at new terms of service. People are leaving in droves. All the ad revenue is going. I, I'm not sure what the play is here. Some people are saying, like to your point about 5D chess, there's, there's something coming or whatever the case is, but I don't know. I think, uh, I just don't think he's just the fuck he's doing. I honestly don't. He's never, just because the guy can, well, he doesn't even build rockets, just because he can conceptualize rockets to space and electric cars and robots that are going to serve all of our needs. That's great. But that doesn't mean he knows the first thing about data analytics, ad revenue, right? None of this. So again, maybe it is a nobleitis kind of thing, you know, if we're going to use that. I just think uh, Elon's an idiot. Hold on. I think it's like the Schwarzenegger rule, right? You can only be absolutely amazing at like a maximum of three things before it all starts to crumble. Okay, oh, fair. World-class bodybuilder. One of them can't be sleeping with your maid. Well, well that's the yeah. thing. So world-class bodybuilder, then uh, like a Hollywood box office hit actor, then famous politician. Once yeah. you start going beyond that, famous politician married to a Kennedy. Then once you go beyond that, things start to fall apart, right? So look at look at Elon, okay? We've got, and I'm just talking about his tenure for like fully Muskian. Well, I won't even include PayPal. Like he's made his money. So he's like, all right, well, actually, you know what? Let's say PayPal. Yep. Tesla. Yep. SpaceX. SpaceX. Yeah. We'll see what happens with Starlink. Keeps getting, <laughs> yeah. keeps sanctioned against it. The boring company failed. His flamethrowers were just tar. Uh, I think they were tar sealers for rooftops. And now yeah. Twitter. Hold on, hold on. So hold on. You mean not a flamethrower? It's not a flamethrower. That yeah. is literally sold under the name "not a flamethrower." Sorry, not, yeah, sorry, yeah, you're right. <laughs> it is called "not a flamethrower." Yeah, yeah. I, I think we're hitting. I, it's the rule of Schwarzenegger again. It's yeah. you know, look at Michael Jordan. Okay. We got wait, amazing wait, basketball saying, player. Are you saying Elon Musk needs to marry Kennedy? Like, because I think only like it, Ted is the only one left alive, or something. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> Ted could do better, but like he could also do a lot worse. Yeah, okay, fair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, it's just a sad thought in my mind to see those two guys try to get it up for each other, just to have a even a, a, a tenable role in the hay that qualifies as sex. But that's a mental yeah, image. What is, I'm, what is foreplay between two guys with dad bods? I don't know. Like it's weird. I, I think it's called a roly poly, <laughs> isn't it? <It's> <laughs> Did you just make up a gay term that's not real? Yeah, I did. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because when because when a bear and a cub get together, it's mm. called a hibernation. Everyone knows that. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> this has been stupid things said by a straight guy, volume twelve. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, no, I take your point. I think. I think, yeah, you're, he's doing too much. Um, he clearly thinks he's he's he, he's on pace to be able to do something here, right? but mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I I think he's burning it down. He just let Donald Trump back on. For those of you who don't know, Elon Musk has let Donald Trump back on Twitter. Um, but I don't know. There might be a stroke of genius to this because it seems like the Republicans have lost their they've fallen out of love they've lost that loving feeling with donald trump 
I think there was, they did had a very uh, poor uh, midterm showing there. We talked about the red drizzle. It just seems like, I, it seems like the, the love affair with Donald Trump is over and allowing him back on the platform is something like allowing him to help all Republicans reinforce their notion of how dumb he is and and how dumb they were to think he was good in the first place. I, I feel like that this could be that moment, but I don't know. Thoughts? Prayers? I, I think in like the most elementary school grade six production of the death of Caesar, we have here ourselves, maybe Trump, looking around and saying, really? A2, Giuliani? A2? <laughs> well, all of these Republicans just get ready to dagger this guy. I was I was hoping for a Coliseum-style spit roast, but the, you know, a man can only dream. But I, I really what do it, think... What is a spit roast exactly, Adam? Tell, tell us. It's when two rods enter in from either side of a pig and then (laughs) and then the pig is effectively uh raised off the ground from the Mm. spits that have have penetrated its mouth and usually anus um Mm. if you can attend one be that you know on a farm (laughs) or at trump's next legal proceeding i really recommend it'll be delicious watching i don't think that spit roasting it that's not the that's not how it's traditionally used you know what just go to urban dictionary go to urban dictionary that's it yeah that's all it's all you need to do yeah yeah okay so anyway yes look up double glaze after that but the (laughs) (laughs) they're just cooking terms alex no i really I really think, you know, you know, and this for all my Roman historian friends out there, there really is no Cicero to 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 take over in Trump's place. There is only Trump is going to get murdered by the people he once reigned over. And then yeah. they're going to select a new by committee, select a new uh, a new Caesar and then ultimately r- run the empire of right wing nonsense from there. And then. Ultimately, honestly, maybe Giuliani is Cicero. He's going to try to flee and then soldiers no. will capture him and then cut his head off. That's just, you know, the death of Cicero. Is uh, yeah. I hope it's um, Roger Stone, but whatever. Oh, that guy's a super villain. Well, oh, he's a super villain on Teletubbies. So do with that what you will. <laughs> he's the guy. Okay. One. Yeah. Stop with the French callers. Stop it. They're too. It's too French. Or, or the Mr. The Mr. Right. Freeze glasses. You don't like those? <laughs> no, it's like he looks like Gru. Like he's like a he's a caricature of a human being. And that and that caricature is 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 like the evil. slimiest, yeah, evil politician, you know, shyster confidence man you've ever, you know, you've ever seen. It's just, it's so weird. Anyway, yeah. we're not talking about Roger Stone, but yeah, sorry, I apologize. Um, um, yeah. But- so okay. So Elon Musk on Twitter. Um, I mean, it's a dumpster fire right now. It's and again, it's not clear to me what exactly he's trying to do. But it seems like he better get his act together, or because people are leaving Twitter in droves, right? And um, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. So well, I, I think a lot of liberals are leaving uh, Twitter. People are leaving, but they're also getting fired. 
or getting let go or getting just dismissed or, you know, because this. Oh, I meant, sorry, meant the platform as a way to communicate. Oh, sorry. My bad. Yeah. So yeah, people no, as a platform. Right, on both accounts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. now that Twitter doesn't have Ryan Reynolds, it's just, it's destined to fail. I mean, once you lose mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds, you, you're actually, you're separating your existence between when we could stay alive and then now we know why we're going to fail. No Ryan Reynolds, no success. But for for people at the organization itself, and this is where I think the the problem with having an organization full of people that have jobs to do might actually be the nail in the coffin that sees Twitter just lose a shit ton of money for everybody and then Elon try to sell again at a massive yeah. loss. So... <clears throat> they, you, there's a classic. You ever you ever heard the 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 book, the the mythical man month? No. Book written in the 70s by an IBM guy, uh, Richard. No, for 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 dude used to work for IBM. He basically set up software engineering project management in the 70s, and he had a very simple philosophy. Okay. He he had a simple philosophy was if your complex um, software system that you're going to build is already late, and you add more people to it. You'll only delay it further. Inversely, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Inversely, if you keep reducing people to keep your software system running lean, there is a there is only so many people you can cut before the system starts to collapse in on itself because there's actually not enough people to maintain it. So there's like sweet spots, like and you know, there's no no software has the it's or there's no perfect sweet spot. It's a sweet spot for a software. And usually you try to get enough people just to keep the friggin' satellite in space so it doesn't come crashing down to Earth. What the the like cut everybody and see if that gets everybody going. Philosophy is is really just saying okay, whose job is an actual priority? But with large software organizations like Twitter, you're you're like just. You're not taking a machete to clear a path in the woods. You're actually like looking at uh, an electrical board and you're just cutting wires and you're just saying like, that'll, that'll use less electricity. And you're just <laughs> like hacking at the friggin' electrical yeah. grid. It's the way saying, it seemed. Yeah. So yeah. there's going to be this massive this didn't have like a This didn't have a Milton Friedman style, you know, we'll, we'll lay people off to make more money for shareholders kind of feel about it. This had sort of a contemptuous... Um, we're going to. I'm just going to get rid of everybody I don't like, and we're we're going to slash all the departments I think are unnecessary. Because um, it's because again, I don't think it was to gain any money. I think it was simply just to. I think it was just it was the Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg line I've heard before. I think this is what it's akin to. It's move fast and break stuff. I think I don't know if that's the exact line, but yeah, this had had that feel about it, right? Like big tech moving fast, breaking shit. That's what I do. I'm Elon Musk. And to me, that is like, that's the bull in the China shop. It's just nothing. There's nothing attractive about that to me. I don't look at it and go, yeah. I look at it and go, oh no. Well, also that's that, that move fast and break stuff and, and disrupt. So that disrupt idea. Yeah. Is usually for, um, market entry. It's called, it's called blitz scaling. So that's usually the the guy who invented LinkedIn. He came up with the term blitzscaling, much like a blitzkrieg. If you d- dominate your enemy for a fast and f- over a short period of time, they'll be so tired or they can't react fast enough to to fight back, and thus you'll have taken a lot of ground early, and you might be the new incumbent. Blitzscaling, yeah. 
similar to Blitzkrieg. That move fast okay, and break fair. stuff is the same philosophy. And it it works when your goal is line has to go up forever. So we need to be the incumbent in every market everywhere so we don't have any competitors come in from nowhere. Okay? Yeah. U- Uber's model. Then Lyft happened. Um, Airbnb's model. Then a ton of other companies came in. Oh, Verbo and uh, yeah, bunch of them. Yeah, Ver- and Verbo <clears throat> was around before Airbnb and it's still around now. They're just rebranded. It's uh, via, via rental by owner. Like that's been around from Expedia since oh, okay. the dawn of Expedia. But these uh, these things keep happening where the, the disrupt idea is still the incumbent uh, ideology in like startups, software, uh, like uh, massively scalable software and software networks because the network effect is supposed to make you more profitable and less overhead with every new user that gets added. That's the network effect. You become more profitable the more people start using it. Or not, sorry, profit's the wrong word. You become more valuable the more people start using it. A social network is hardly a social network with 100 people. With 3 billion though, it's the social network. So this idea that you got to move fast and break things. You have to disrupt things and you have to blitz scale is, was the, like the 2010s decade ideology. And it was very, very well, effective when, when the market was emerging, when it was the first thing time we'd ever seen something maybe. Yes. Right? Like, yeah. But historically okay. it's not an effective way to run operations internally. And Amazon is actually now seeing kind of the bane of this as well. You can't, people are not, robots nor are people markets like you have to there's a level of agency that people have where you can say that their only intent is to earn an income and you can classify everybody that way with like a very crude economic understanding people only want to make money but that starts to fall apart when you piss them off and they'll say i will make sure you lose money and i don't care how much money i lose just so long as you lose humans much more complex than just an incentive model to only earn money Similar, yeah. you can't disrupt an internal internal organization and say, we're going to make this friggin' like Darwinian. I want the best to stay and all the shit people to go and just cut everything and see what still runs afterwards. Not an effective way to reorganize an internal organization that's already had all of these structures in place. It's just, yeah, it's stupid. So I don't, I don't know. Again, the 5G chess. The 5D, sorry, 5, 5G, 5D chess, it it could be something that's, it's nothing. It's nothing at all. This could actually just be a person who has no idea what they're doing with a ton of executive power, who is using every lever at their disposal to say, this is the way it should be because look at what I've done before. But that doesn't always work. Like that actually, and that is, I hate to say, such a 2010s ideology mm-hmm. and 2020 yeah. is proving much harder for people to think that way or even do things that way. Well, it's his first social media slash ad revenue company, Adam. You got to give him a break, man. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. And everybody knows in the advertising world, 10%, that's for the bots and the criminals. That's the tax. That's what you got to pay. Okay. Kiss the ring. You know, fraud is there. Anything else? If you want to get 100% revenue spent from your advertisers, it's bullshit, Elon. Fraud is built into the system. That's just the way it goes. It's like politics. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so excuse the diatribe, but this is actually, this might be that limit of people we think are smart. And ultimately, we'll we'll find out if, if the limit of 
Elon is like this is Twitter. We'll see. We'll see what he does after. Yeah. 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 I don't want to make too many too many predictions here. I yeah. We'll we'll kind of wait and see. I like that. Speaking of uh, online generating online content, I had to bring this up to you. This wasn't on our sort of agenda, but um, did you hear about this physics teacher in Scotland who got uh, who was who had to resign over uh, one of her students finding her OnlyFans account? <laughs> no. Yeah, she had to I, resign. Know, it well, she she did resign, but he, I think there's there's a couple of interesting pieces about this. So for the people who haven't heard the story. Um, I just want to bring up her name because I've already forgotten it. Oh, wait. Does she want it her is, name out there? Well, it's on the New York Post. So okay, it's yeah, it's not going to be me that's putting it out there. Anyway, her name's Christy Buchan. Uh, she resigns after a student uh, Great found last name. her OnlyFans site. Uh, she's a physics teacher in Scotland. So this is what I kind of love about this. She teaches physics. So she's crazy. She, she's got to be smart, right? Physics is not. I mean, I like I think I went to like OAC physics was as far as I went and I'm, I'm dating myself here, but there's just no way I could have handled physics in like college or university. It, yeah. it, I was beyond me. It was, it's a hard subject. So anyway, she teaches physics. So this woman's not an idiot. She's not teachers aren't idiots in general, but I'm just I, I'm making the point that she's a smart lady. Anyway, um, she has a son who apparently she's 33. She has a son who is disabled in some way. I don't know to the extent He's awaiting some type of operation. Uh, he has a stomach, some type of stomach problem, and um, she, he needs drugs, care outside of inside of the home, things like that. Um, so anyway, she's like, I don't make enough money as a teacher. So I, this kind of blended in with like what's happening in Ontario, QP uh, fighting and OPSU fighting for these teachers um, who were and, and for the support staff within school, Ontario schools to get. You know, people make we're only making thirty nine thousand uh, dollars a year, and and trying to help those people out. Anyway, this Scottish teacher doesn't make enough money. What does she do? She gets an OnlyFans account. I don't know what she's doing on the OnlyFans account, but the fact that her high school physics student was able to access OnlyFans, I don't know. Like, one, do you have to have a credit card to access content on OnlyFans, or you could probably find the like profile, I, but then finding yeah. the you have to pay for the content. Sure. Yeah. So she resigned from her job after it was the student brought up to, I guess, to his kids, his, well, I, to me, this admits, this is the double-edged sword. You admit you're on OnlyFans, right? Like you're looking, you're a teenage boy in high school. So now your parents know you're on the internet looking at porn. I mean, they knew that already, but like, let's be real. Now you're fully admitting it. But paid Um, porn. Like, but, but even worse, paid porn. So, my kid, uh, or, or not worse, I don't know. Weird. It's like there's loads of free porn men. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, she resigned over these racy images, and they're mostly just pictures of her in like tight bathing suits, things like that. Um, again, he, you can't get access unless you, you pay. Um, but she said she was uh making as much as 50 to 60,000. Um, uh, which is 50 to 60,000 euros uh, a month on OnlyFans. And I'm oh, like, snap. I'm like, shit, yo. So she, so she really loved teaching physics. I mean, that, that's yeah. what I'm hearing. She's a physics teacher who has an OnlyFans account who still gets up at seven o'clock every morning and goes to school and deals with these shitheads and meathead 
high school students and teaches them physics and then comes home and does only fans content. So you're telling me this woman loves physics. That's so she and had was, to resign from a job she loves because what she's on OnlyFans. I don't understand what's happening. The, pe- right now. the pension aside, yeah, that's a teacher who definitely liked going to work every day. If they're clearing fifty g fifty year fifty thousand euros, so uh, a classic probably like a one point three now. So we got what the ten five fifty probably sixty five grand Canadian a month. Like right. that's awesome. Uh, yeah, so apparently the school uh, that she worked for was about to discipline her, but she said she wasn't going to give them the satisfaction, so she just left. So it's not really clear she was going to be fired, and to be honest with you, I don't know that you can be fired for something like that in Scotland. Don't, whatever, whatever the case is. see of her own home. What if it was just mukbang? Yeah. Okay, could have been anything. So she also made a point here, which I thought I'd like to, I want to get your take on. She blames teachers or deflected some of the or sorry she blames parents deflected some of the blame onto them said they were at fault for not making sure their children don't have access to porn sites what what do you feel about that i i wasn't quite sure how i felt you know it's like yeah you you put the power of the internet in your child's hands like but you didn't brief them on what the internet was no are you responsible for everything they see now so are they responsible for everything they see or are you, are you both responsible? What are, what, what's it? Does she have a point here that, that she blames the, she blames the parents for not, for allowing their kid to search only fans. Like, well, I mean, they're on Instagram and fucking Instagram and TikTok are basically just, just advertising. Previews for, yeah. That's exactly their advertisements for only fans. Let me prove me wrong. Somebody show me something that's different, but so I don't know. Like, what do you think of that? That statement that so, she blames the parents. So sorry, and she's blaming the parents for not talking to her kids about porn, or she's blaming her parents for talking she, to her kids, or, or letting her quote. kids. Have, yeah, like, read the quote. Let's yeah. get direct. The quote. former, uh, the former physics teacher also deflected the blame onto parents, who said she or sh- who she said were at fault for not making sure their children didn't have access to porn sites. Some people are being so judgmental, but I am on an 18 plus site. And if the kids get access to the content, then that is down to the parents failing to protect their devices. Buchan told the Scottish son, who are others to judge? It's my story to tell. I will do anything to provide for my son. How many parents can say they would do this? The same thing. Yep. Well, fuck that's fair. Yeah. Fair, but archaic. So, yes, she is producing content for an 18 plus site. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And that doesn't make her a bad educator. No, that does not make a that does not make her a bad educator. It is a little tone deaf to the Internet and people having access to it in general. But she's also not wrong in saying, hold on a second. I was going to get disciplined. For being a, for producing content for an 18 plus only site for a reason that I think is valid. So let's say if it was at reasons aside, okay, all reasons aside, she's like, my content is gated yep. and your children are breaking the rules to get access to it. How is that my fault? She's not wrong. Okay, let me add a wrinkle here. If she's a woman, so is this, is there a piece here that we find more salacious than? If she were a man making OnlyFans stuff, and would it have been found by what would would anybody have ever known about it if it were a man? Alex, you know, you know the reality is a male teacher 
would have already been fired for sexually explicit content that was available to to children. But because it's a woman, we're entertaining this conversation. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Probably. You're probably right. Yeah. Even though if that guy had the same circumstances, I would say thousand to one, I'll take Vegas odds. Thousand to one, he is going to prison. (laughs) Let's just be real. Don't find a way. Why? Because our society is unfair. Doesn't treat sexuality of men the same way it treats sexuality of women. Sexuality mm. of women is just oh hoo hoo. Sexuality of men, on the other hand, unfortunately, is just calamitous in every way, shape, or form. Unless yeah. you're the Catholic Church, then it's totally okay behind closed doors. This, this, this is the re- the real point though is I think a shout out the channel. What's her Kathy Buchan? What's her name? Her name is. Um... I've already forgotten. It's not terrible. Yeah, uh, Cur- uh, Kirsty Buchan. Kirsty Buchan. Shout out the OnlyFans channel, guys. Check it out if you're into OnlyFans stuff and Scottish physics teachers. Well, we think we just found your fetish. Um, well, look, she's you know she's got a physics degree. Like, but uh, this also made me engender the question: Aren't we paying for the wrong thing? Like, she's telling me she can't make enough money with the degree in physics. Or she can't get a side job because it pays so low that showing her tits on the internet pays more. Like, I don't know. It kind of makes me upset that we're we're, so, we're we're incentivizing the wrong thing in some but, way. You know, but, yeah. Okay. But, so system. Yeah. So systemically, is it unfortunate that she can't afford her son's like all of the things on her his care physics needs? It's called his care, care needs. needs. Yeah. Yeah. On her physics teacher. Yes, that's super unfortunate. Again, the ingenuity of being like, I know what I got. I'm going to freaking open an OnlyFans and then generate enough revenue from that monthly to dwarf her physics teacher salary. Pretty awesome. This woman is clearly very bright. Like, hells yeah. Yes, this seems seems like it sucks. It sucks. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, she she knows what she's got. She's she's (laughs) fucks them. Um, I just showed Adam uh, a picture of her on my camera. uh, Yeah. I mean, I... I, (laughs) I prefer my women to. I mean, yeah, she's not. She, more of a she's tan. not ugly. No, yeah. good, yeah. good on her. But she clearly sees. She sees what she has, so she makes a call, and she's like, "Why am yeah. I doing this?" And think of that. Think actually, you know what? That's kind of awesome. Think of that person's purpose. I will do anything to make sure my son son's care needs well, are met. I don't give a fuck. It's kind this of awesome. should re- this should resonate with every man who's listening to this podcast or every man who was called to adjudicate this from an administrator level to a superintendent, whatever the case was within her school system. You know, what wouldn't you do to make sure that, say, you know, Claudia had a roof over her head, right? What type of job wouldn't you take? How early would you not get up? Like, men are really willing to do anything they have to to... And I'm talking about the 99% of men that are out there working hard every day, feeding their families, you know, being, being committed. Like, how is this different from, how is her using what her assets are, whatever that, I don't, I don't mean mm-hmm. that as a pun. How is that different from men using their muscles to do perilous construction jobs? Or to me, this is, this is, there's nothing different about this. So for the haters who are like, oh, she's a teacher. It's like, yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, I'm kind of with this chick. I kind of think that she, yeah, you're right. She just, she sh- shook what her mama gave her and she did the right thing. She, she, what, what person wouldn't do this? Wouldn't, uh, 
go out of their way to save their family. And some people listening to this are going to know exactly what I mean, because they've done some shit that maybe that they just had to do in order to get by. The, the crazy thing is, though, not only did she just do what she had to do, she did it at a level that is like nuts. Yeah, she's she like, didn't I'm not. Like, it's not ten dollars an hour. <laughs> it looks like, she's like, yeah, she's like, I'm gonna beat the math on yeah. selling she excels, advice. She excelled she at mood writing. Yeah, yeah, in a way. That's, so it's yeah. like, again, give this person another physics teacher job. She'll probably have a hundred percent attendance. And like, let her just do her side hustle because why? Well, the world is unfair and people are doing whatever they can to make extra money. And she beat the friggin' system. Can't, yeah. and that's, that's always that joke. Can't ever fault the person for wanting more money. Why? Cause the world sucks. So this person found a formula and you don't, don't penalize this person. Shout out to Kirsty Buchan. You almost have the same last name as me. So I'm not going to check out your content. Feeling kind of weird about it. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Ultimately, yeah, you free, you beat the system. I hope you get your pension. You earned it. Watch her. Watch her OnlyFans account goes up to like she's making a hundred grand a month now. This is like the best thing that could have happened to her. It, yeah. In fact, the shortfall from the, the 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 shortfall of her her earnings loss as a physics teacher are made up like almost every day. Every day, <laughs> her OnlyFans. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. This would be a, anyway. Anyway, I I that was a. I just saw that yesterday and I was like, I got to talk to Adam about this. This is an interesting one. Hell yeah. Again, it, sec- it, it plays with sex, some sexist guys, tropes too. Well, no, yeah. but sex work is work. We, we said is, this time correct. and time again. Sex work is correct. work, man. May she be taxed. May she take care of her son's care needs. Cool. Just friggin' go vote. Totally. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I wanted to play a game with you. Um, <laughs> this is always good. Good start. Good start. I'm gonna I'm gonna say a quote, and you're gonna tell me who said this, oh, and God. you're gonna be surprised at the end by this is game. it's it's one it's one person who says many outrageous things, and they held a position of authority for some time. But okay, anyway, okay. <clears throat> so this is gonna lead us into our next topic. But I, I thought statement this would be awesome. one. Yeah. Um, statement one. He should say that this is a game. We are in a game. And at the end of the game, we shake hands. And this can happen because we've worked so hard against racism and discrimination. <laughs> it says nothing. It doesn't say anything. Number two. Okay. <laughs> Let the women play in more feminine clothes like they do in volleyball. They could, for example, have tighter shorts Female players are pretty, if you excuse me for saying so, and they already have some different rules uh, to men, such as playing with a lighter ball. That decision was taken to create a more female aesthetic, so why not do it in fashion? Okay, I have two. I have two guesses. I have two. Okay. What's the third? Okay. What's the third one? Okay, the third one. I th- oh no, this will give it away. Hold on. Um, I think in blank. There's too much modern slavery in transferring players or buying players here and there and putting them somewhere. Okay. <laughs> uh, this person's nearly illiterate. Um, number four, please do not insist on the technology. The day that the referee takes two captains aside to study monitors and see if something is inside the box or outside is the day the spectators will say, no, we're not coming to the game. Of course. Okay. Okay. I, so my, I have my first guess. It's wrong because I think my second guess is right. 
So my okay, first... I'll, I'll give you the fifth one, and this will okay. be like I'll, then I'll give you three guesses. The first two won't count. Okay, gotcha. Okay, advising how gay fans should behave during the 2020 World Cup in Qatar, where Great. homosexuality is banned. Great. Number five, I would say that they should refrain from any sexual activities. <laughs> Great. Uh, okay. So who is this person? Who is okay. this guy saying? So this after shit? the first two quotes, I was just like, okay, so this is wrong, but I was going to say this is Silvio Berlusconi. It's not okay. No, it's not. <laughs> but it's it's close. It's, That's a, those are Silvio Berlusconi things to say. Totally say, ramblings of a madman. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Yes. Um, is this FIFA president Sepp Blatter? Sepp, it is. Sepp, it's Sepp Blatter. Sepp Blatter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh top ten outrageous shit Sepp Blatter has said, and that's like, yo, this is where you're gonna find it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is this. Yeah. I look. I got to five, and you already guess who it was. The single the, man the that ma- makes the crypt keeper's skin crawl. Sepp Blatter. <laughs> <laughs> uh okay so game game over you win yeah you didn't even need a third guess so yeah so set bladder uh for people who don't know him was his the... name sounds like a kidney stone or a kidney <laughs> stone infected organ i got some sounds... <laughs> it sounds like a type of cancer you get in your bladder um yeah he used to be the chairman of the commission for fifa and he was the like if you've ever seen those videos where there's like an old man pulling and the and the the World Cup goes to and he pulls out this thing to be like, Qatar that's that's Sepp Blatter but yeah. I, I don't think he's he's no longer the chairman um, but um, no anyway. still human garbage though still human it's garbage still a waste of human flesh for sure so uh, so this bleeds into our um, one of our last topics is the uh, FIFA World Cup it's currently ongoing I think this is. Uh, as of today, Canada has been put out. Yeah. Um, Scored our first World Cup goal, though, Alex. Yeah. Honestly, I think I don't care. You know why? The women's Olympic team won gold. That's okay? true. We the the men's FIFA team scored a single goal, and they got nineteen million dollars. I, I don't get it. I, I I don't get it. But that doesn't matter. Fair enough. Um, but but it, some controversy, some upset. I'm not a huge soccer fan, so honestly doesn't really matter that much to me but uh as of right now i'm happy the netherlands uh is still in and i think who argentina's in anyway what whoever's in is in what i wanted to talk to you about was the controversy around surrounding having the games in qatar or qatar as alex is it say what is it? Is it slave labor? It is not allowing to sell beer. Is it forcing people wearing rainbow colors to go to a, a, a soccer prison? What? Where would you like to start with the problems with it's, having the game? Rampant corruption, bribery, the fact that it's too hot to actually play in guitar, so they built like industrial <laughs> size air conditioners just to have this game, and they're probably just going to end up in a desert wasteland in like four months. All where would that. you like to start? All of it, because. I think we had talked about this on a prior podcast about where do liberals fail. I think it was with um, Ashkan Azimi when we talked about the uh, protests in Iran um, and the death of Masamini. It's like, this is where liberals fail. I don't give a shit how much money Qatar has to put on the FIFA World Cup. They the, the, uh, the volume of corruption and 
slave labor and human rights violations human rights violations should have like i heard this i don't know if this is a rumor if this was actual reporting by the new york post or the wall street journal story and it was like something like there's rumors that each of the fifa officials who made the decision were each paid a million dollars by the qatari government and only i i thought okay how big is Qatar? Like a million dollars each, and that's that's good. So some, right? It turns out there's like only three hundred eighty thousand Qatari citizens. Yet they built these all these fucking stadiums and villages, right? It's like, well, how'd they do that? To your point, it was like six thousand migrant workers that they brought. No, it was more than that. It was tens of thousands was that tens lived thousands. in just. I think it was uh, six thousand that died. <laughs> six thousand that died. So that that's sorry. Yeah, I'm correcting myself here. They say that like basically the stadiums are built on the bones. It's like the Silk Road. They're built on the bones of fucking all the slaves that built it. Like this is yeah. crazy. There's some craziness going on. Up it's there. a it's a problem when you as a migrant worker are imported into Qatar, and when you get there, they take away your passport, and then you say Correct. fudge. And that's, so one of the couple nameless, of things, nameless people are dead. Only their families remember them. It's like, yeah. it's like just so tragic. So some of the weird shit that I heard was going on. Uh, Vice did an expose on this was one. Um, they give the workers salt tablets in order that they don't need to drink as much. Water. Yeah. Higher water, higher water retention. Cause they, cause they'll just retain water. So you don't have to actually give them as much water. Thus they have to take less breaks for water, which is like, okay already should make people feel really weird. Um, the living conditions, they're usually like 10 men to a 10 or eight men to a room where they right. sleep on the floor and they don't even have showers. So these guys work all day in the blistering heat and they don't actually have a shower at the end of the day. They actually, some of them use toilet water, which they put into a, like they fish out with a bucket, they add soap to it, they soap their bodies and then they rinse repeatedly with the water that's in the toilet like, like this is ablu- like like an ablution basically like you're reaching you're basically. finding any water source you're just pouring it over your that's back a- ablution exactly. is a religious sorry, religious ritual that's not a just uh uh, uh um it's not a it's faith a, you're, not a, you're saying yeah, it's, not yeah. knocking it's ablution they're just doing whatever yeah. they can to get water on their bodies of course, to try yeah. And yeah so um i think this they they tried to uh, they attempted to speak to the Qatari government about this and of course they were shut down immediately no one wants oh. to talk about this so i don't what, know like migrant workers alex what what migrant we we live in the era of alternative facts <laughs> the Qatari government was like they live in excellent conditions you just yeah, yeah. you must have gone to one that was like not not ours or something uh, they did there's some bullshit right so um i don't know like there's a real social cost to the to the world cup right now and that is, I mean, there's a social cost anyway, like, uh, let's be honest. But the idea that like, they couldn't sell beer there, they fucked, there's widespread corruption, over 6,000 people died during the construction over the 10 years it took them to build the stadiums. I, like, this, this is, this is where liberals fail. This is where everyone should have protested the games and said, no, we're, we're not going to Qatar. Every single team should have said, I don't give a shit if it's the World Cup. And it only comes around four years. No one's going there. Let Qatar play by themselves. Let them say they won their own FIFA World Cup and no one show up to it. Like, I just think there could have been a lot more activism on this front. Hold on. If I have a count- they didn't have so much oil and... Were- <laughs> yeah, I, have, I have a counter argument, though. I have a counter argument. Sure, sure. What if, since you know you have Qatar as a platform, you use it to get a message out? 
Yeah, Iran. this is the other. This is the other side of the coin. Like Iran, yeah. the players for Iran, their families are probably not in the best state right now because each of those players protested Iran, the protests of their own government at the games. They had a platform and they said, "The whole world is watching. Let us let us show who we stand with." So yeah. there, there, therein lies a problem with. Um, a when you know you have a platform if the world protested and we all not like no one focused on Qatar uh well then we have this group of people who wouldn't have had the platform to say remember our regime is full of shit keep fighting um well you're right this is the other side of it like well if we push them too far to the margins they become and isolate them they become worse if we bring them into the fold somehow and this is what one of the fifa officials that say had said on the on the ask i think he was asked by a reporter i don't know which fifa official was saying you know how can you really have have the games there when they have all these human rights abuses right they don't like gay marriage is illegal they kill kill people throw them off building tops kind of that kind of style shit and he had said look the only way we can bring them into the fold is by going there and showing them how democracy works and we have to be better and to that i would say i mean he's making eh. a good point it doesn't feel as good eh. though it Dick, doesn't feel as good most i mean most, it's, it's, it's a political mid, statement middle eastern dictatorships don't really operate like the western western democracies western yeah. democracies how exposure can triumph exposure does not try exposure does not triumph in um no it leads in, you to in, them in, in to authoritarian you, states yeah, it, 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 they it's, just, it, it's gulag. They who you are. It's, it's how you go that's to gulag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, they, what, they, what you actually need is a collapse or a rebellion where nobody wins. And then my preference is a 1970s styled, you know, CIA installed uh, progressive dictator who then allows us to speak to them on a world stage. You know, classic Western democracy. Um <laughs> I, I I think the best thing here, though, is I. So here's here's the weird thing. I have no affinity for 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 soccer, football. Uh, I don't have that religious experience that people have when they when they see it, when they play it, when they watch it. I don't have that. Hell, I don't even yeah. really have that for hockey. I can miss a hockey game. Um, there are a few things that I would describe as so important a ritual that I need to see it or watch it. Every couple of years, save for like going to the symphony at least once every year. But I think the best way that you can experience your soccer as a religion and you can still watch the games while ensuring that Qatar loses in some way, shape or form is to exercise your VPN rights to piracy. I highly okay. recommend you do not let the advertisers win as they always do, and you watch your soccer games and you cheer for your teams. But for the love of all things, seek out alternative sources of viewership. And this is not an incitement to piracy because I do believe that's a crime. What I'm saying is explore the internet, friends. See where you can see streams of your games, not through your normal cable provider or your average streaming service i'm talking about the ones that are in the reddit threads recommended to you by guys name u213 darkweb498 i'm talking those <laughs> guys streams because i tell you what that's only one stream it's only one impression it's only one click-through conversion rate 
but the, the more people that watch that maybe the word is pirated content, the less advertisers get to actually pay out to Qatar and the FIFA yeah. or even FIFA. Yeah. And then ultimately the less that the, the industrial soccer complex gets to enjoy all, all of the, uh, the hard work of our viewership. So I, again, I, I don't, I don't care enough about soccer to think that the world cup is anything significant. I know there are people that do. I know there are entire European and South American countries that live and die by the goddamn thing. So I, that's really my only recommendation is, you know, subvert the advertiser dollar because that is, that is a tacit uh, support of, of, yeah. a, of yeah. a grotesque organization and an even worse state now. <laughs> okay. So you and I are, we're picking teams for soccer. You get to go, you get to pick first of the guys we can pick. It's Neymar, Messi and Ronaldo. Who are you picking first? Oh, Alex, you know me. I'm a purist. Pele. Dude, he he's on life support right now. That's I not know. funny. <laughs> <laughs> he's been team palliative as of like a couple days ago. I don't know if people know that, but uh, yeah, unfortunate. Um, I think I got to go just because he seems to have been so anti Coca-Cola his entire career. I got to go Ronaldo. Same, same. Yeah. Yeah, he's had goofy statues made about him. He has just like flicked Coke cans off of off an interview table and just been like, drink water. It's better. I'm like, nice. Nice to die. The way it was described to me for people who are gonna who are listening to this who have a feeling about Messi versus Ronaldo, they say that people in the soccer world have likened this to something like if Jordan and I hate the analogy, but if Jordan and uh James King James, LeBron, in the, we're, we're in the same in the NBA at the same time, and you got to see them play against each other. This is the way people are, are talking about it in a basketball analogy. Okay, so the way it's been described to me is Ronaldo is the type of guy who um, subscribes to the um, what's his name Malcolm Gladwell theory. I'm going to do it 10,000 times. And that's how I'm going to be perfect at it. He has the hardest work ethic. He's the first guy on the pitch. He's he's He works harder than everybody else. Like So his type of soccer is more like um, science. It's, it's refined. It's very... Um, he knows all the angles. He knows like Kobe. all the he's positions. Like, I'll take, I'll take 10,000 free throws until I get it right. Exactly. So where... People are describing Lionel Messi like he ha- he was born to play soccer. It's in his blood. He he just he just no he just does it. He doesn't have to be. He doesn't have to practice. He was he's he is soccer. So that's a very different way to describe somebody, right? Like the guy, the outlier versus born to play. So I don't know. It's kind of an interesting debate, I guess. I mean, if you're a soccer fan, and some people here have who are listening to this are going to feel one way or the other about it. Or maybe they don't, they don't even like both of these players. And they think that Neymar is better, but uh, um, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm a, I'm a Canadian. I got to go for the underdog who just had to fight to get everything. That's it. It's just, that's, that's, you know, who, yeah. Yeah. What, what natural Canadian talent have you seen at the Olympics? I, <laughs> I just don't remember the last time <laughs> I've been like, that person was born to be a shot putter. No, that's I was I always equate that to like an American ideology of this person was born to play. Nah. Well, you could look at somebody like Michael Phelps and say, 
Ice born to swim. Born to but swim. But because his the the mechanics of how his body was by f- no fault no he, no fault of his own through pure DNA he got these wide hands and long limbs and you know proportion his his waist to leg ratio is different and how streamlined his head is and all these things it's just like the guy was born to swim that's what he was born to do um but he, he didn't he didn't actively do anything to get this which makes it kind of more frustrating that he has that's why i'm a marco agrera fan agrera my bo- magrera boys we know who's in the pool we know who that's counts it. I don't know who that is. He's probably not a swimmer. But <laughs> I, was like, I don't know who this person is, but okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll go yeah. there with you. 2009 bronze medal winner. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no. Yeah. But no, yeah. I think I think with to circle back here, the World Cup, may you enjoy it all that do. Uh, FIFA is just a shitty organization. I mean... Yeah, that was going to be a last question too. What do you think? Is it time to like get rid of FIFA? Like, is the is the organization, the lottery system, or how are the fuck they're doing this bid system? I mean, is it is enough enough? Like, is the is are haven't soccer fans had enough of that corruption, or is it baked in? Is it part of the pie that you have to the shit the shit sandwich you got to tolerate? I don't know. I, like, I don't. So I, I'm always I'm always very hesitant to make moral judgments on entertainment and. Um, physics teachers and yeah (laughs) entertainment entertainment and vice providers like sure i know anheuser-busch has just ruined a lot of companies but they still produce two or three products that i thoroughly enjoy even though they're this massive beer conglomerate fair i know that the nhl is trying to bury bury you know sexual assault scandals amongst coaches and players they're doing their damnedest i still really enjoy hockey like in watching it yeah. Um I know that uh yeah, I know that you know Lockheed Martin still produces weapons that sometimes kill children. I I don't I don't know how to be a moralist with uh, active. Sorry, I don't know how to be an active moralist with everything all at once, which I don't think anybody can be. Um no. there's probably an AI aggregator that says these are the the companies that are doing the least harm to the planet or people at any given time. But when it comes to human rights violators, I know that I just I'll likely always veer away from FIFA, not only because I think they're a shit organization run by garbage people, but at the same time, I have no affinity for for soccer or football. There hopefully is a dividing line there for me in hockey one day where I'll only prefer the friggin' pickup game at the arena because I know that all of the organizations are poison all the way down. Like that's it's a tough. Yeah. It's a tough call to make. You, I don't know. You know that that before call. the game, we didn't gang rape a girl before we play pickup hockey. More, yeah. more, well, on a balance of probability, we didn't. On a balance yeah. of probabilities. There yeah, are a few. Exactly. There are a few old timer games where I'm, it's it could just be it could be a pig. Could be you know they're crazy out yeah, there. Up, a sheep. Up, if yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Up in Timmins, yeah. you gotta you gotta do something before the game to get the get the nerves so up. So you just you just made me think of something about how do you be effective. Um, morally and ethically some of the time. And I don't know if you're, have you ever heard of effective altruism? Uh, isn't this a, no, nope, no, I don't know. This is not, this, well, I've never heard of this. No, 
Okay, so effective altruists are a group of people, or it's a movement, some type of a movement. You may know uh, one of its proponent, proponents, uh, Sam Bankman-Fried of the FTX oh. and Alameda oh, so it's a, scandal. It's a battle movement is what you're telling me. Yeah. So No, no. So effective altruism is giving away 10% of your income annually to really effective charities. Unfortunately, Sam Bankman-Fried was one of these people that was giving away 10% of his income, and he was he – was, um, he, he using an effective ch- charity is something like, um, I'll give you a good example. We give, uh, my wife and I give, um, food and clothes Our if we have hand-me-downs or we do food dry or clo- clothing and food drives for a shelter in town, a, a youth shelter. And this is not braggable, but I know that it, when I bring a turkey to that shelter, they are going to eat that turkey, right? Like they're like, that's, that's effective altruism. I'm actually, I'm like, yep, I realize that if they do well, those kids that live there, then maybe they have a chance of not being criminals later in the society that, that again, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to um, house them in facilities or something like that, or I'm going to have to pay for their health care if they have mental health problems. So I'm trying to do what's right now to, to prevent catastrophe later. So we, we give, so that's a, that's very effective because it goes right to the source Doing something like donating $100 to cancer awareness to some random charity, that's not effective, right? That, that doesn't actually support cancer research. Um, cancer awareness, breast cancer awareness, let's say. Everyone's aware of what breast cancer is. So some of these are marketing ploys. Anyway, effective altruists who are very rich give away 10% of their income to companies that are super effective. And by whatever the measure is, I don't know. It's, it's a movement. Anyway, um, Sam Bankman-Fried was one of the proponents of effective altruism. So you might ah, know. Sorry, sorry. know. Clarification. Sam Bankman-Fried was not giving away 10% of his income. He was giving away 10% of all the people who invested in FTX or Alameda. So <laughs> thank okay. you to all of those people out there who indirectly donated true, to all true. these charities. I should, I should have wow. said that. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Sam so, Bankman Freed, I hope uh, your criminal proceedings are swift. <laughs> for people who don't know who Sam Bankman Freed is, he was running FTX, which is the, I think we talked about it on the podcast briefly. The second um, largest crypto the second largest exchange, crypto exchange on the yeah, planet which, as of a month ago. Tits up. Tits up. Yeah. Um, Actually, anyway. I would say that's tits up would be a very kind description. His went like his went to dog shit, I believe is a. Yeah, oh, much yeah. more apt term. Yeah, because remember, tits are awesome. His went to dog shit fully. Totally, totally. And then he, you know, everybody realized that he was, uh, well, he was not stealing from Peter to play to pay Paul. He was actually saying, hey, Peter, can you go raise a bunch of money? Paul wants to bet on a really risky investment, and I don't want to tell Peter. So <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> I'm just going to steal from Peter every month, and then Paul's going to get to gamble. And yeah, Peter not clear what he was know. thinking there. Not clear what he was doing. Alex, there. Alex, yeah. it was a huge gaffe. He, he's so embarrassed. He just, he didn't, you know, he was just a new CEO. He didn't know that he was going to lose eight and a half billion dollars. Oh, what, Crazy. what a, what a gaffe. What a oh, fiddlesticks. Oh, darn. <laughs> if this guy gets acquitted of fraud charges, I'm going to shit a full stress brick of feces because this guy is guilty. I'll call it oh, now. Uh, Allegedly. Super guilty of fraud. Throw the book at him. I'm talking double time that what's her name from friggin' Theranos got. I want 22 years for this cat. Theranos was Emily. No. Elizabeth uh, Holmes. Elizabeth 
Holmes, that's Holmes. it. Yeah. Yeah. Eleven and a half years only. Guess uh Really? Guess if do you, do if, you think yeah. they let her wear a black turtleneck in jail? Probably. Alex, if she goes to wear a black turtleneck in jail, <laughs> it's only because she wants to be able Dude, that's, to tell people how That's an uncanny, uncanny impression of her, man. Well done. Yeah, I like that. Thank you. Yeah. And for um, our listeners, just Google uh, Elizabeth Holmes right now, Theranos, and there, you know, you can watch. There, I think there's a Netflix special on this, but like, just listen to her talk and then play yeah. Adam's audio and see or, if you get done. Yeah, or watch who's who. the YouTube yeah. Cold Fusion do- documentary and follow up on her because honestly, that's that's infuriating. She should have spent the rest of her life in prison. From all the evidence I saw, the I guess the court court saw differently. Okay, good. There was a court that saw differently, but well, when. When you were saying I'm inventing a technology to allow people to get their blood tested and find out a whole bunch of diseases that they could have, and people sent you their blood, people yeah. hopeful that you were going to tell them what's wrong with them because maybe the, the test that they could afford or the test they had originally gone through didn't show up what was wrong with them, and then you sent, you sent them back false negatives because you were lying about your technology, it's criminal. That is that is a uh, that is shame that is that's uh, that's peak human shame. I wish yeah. I wish you were a murderer because what you did was so indirectly inhumane. I I hope you have to eat someone's shit out of their ass. Like I hope that's your prison experience. It's just shit out of people's asses as every meal for your entire prison stay. I hope it's awful so for her. You you hope she's a human centipede in prison. I hope she is. I hope she is the front. <laughs> And the back of a human centipede. I hope she has to do it both ways. Because I guess my guess is that if you've never taken a dump in another person's mouth, there's a mental block. Like I hope she has to get over that hill for herself. People died on her watch, and she made promises you, she didn't keep. If you haven't seen Human Centipede, don't only just, watch the preview. Just don't. <laughs> no, don't don't do don't even the preview. The preview was enough for me to go. What am I going to see here? And then when I was into the movie, I immediately regretted watching it immediately. Like not just a little bit. I was like, fuck now. And I'm one of these people that's a completionist. If I, if I begin watching it, I have to, I have to finish it. Yeah. I feel like I, I, I've wasted enough time that I'm going to just waste the rest. So and it's I always regret. The, it's a sunk some fallacy. You're like, I'm in yeah. better finish. In. That's it. That's it. So don't watch it. Don't even watch the preview. <laughs> it's so terrible. No. Where was I going with the effect of altruism? What were you talking about that I brought that up? Oh, uh, donating to charity and Sam Bakeman Freed being a kind of a fraudulent asshole. Um, yeah. No, we were talking about something I, else before that. Well, we were we we hopped from this the is what happens on Twitter. I'm sorry we we went so tangential that I've I've gotten us so far oh. afield now. No, that's no. We were talking about. Um, donating to causes that would be like against things going on in Qatar. Maybe that's, maybe that's how I was trying to loop it around. It's like, if you're going to, you know, if you're going to put your, put your money where your mouth is kind of thing, maybe find a really effective charity. That's, that's working to change things in Qatar or bring aid to some of these families or solace, find their body parts or whatever the case is like, yeah. you know, try and undo some of that. Like that would be probably, I guess maybe the, the best you can do because you're right. You can't fight all, you cannot fight on all fronts. It's probably an art of war thing there. You just, you can't be, you can't be at all places at once. So you got to pick your battles, I guess, in this sense. Mm-hmm. And I felt like the ethical battle for me, maybe you're right. Maybe I'm overreacting about 
protest Qatar, I just, it probably wasn't possible. And some of these athletes are waiting their whole lives for this opportunity. So uh, we, Alex, remember we had the same discussion at the Sochi Olympics. Yep. Yeah. People were like, how dare you go build infrastructure in a place that sees a population of like a thousand people a year. We had the same conversation with Brazil, actually. How dare you yep. clear a forest to build a parking lot? Sorry, I believe it's called Pave Paradise. Put up a parking lot. Correct. Oh, it always seems to go that you always got till got, I don't know the lyrics. Uh, all I know is all I know is that FIFA is responsible for clearing the Amazon rainforest. That's that's really the I lyric. Love I love that song by the Rolling Stones. Great song. Yeah. Great, Great song. song. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, that's okay. that, we keep having this conversation where large entertainment events force a state, a whole state, think about that. A corporation forces a state to build a shit ton of infrastructure that they don't need and can't afford in a few years, all for the sake of a single event. And then where are those friggin' stadiums that we built? Yeah. They yeah. they they are monuments to hubris and stupidity. And likely corruption. I mean, like, yeah, you know, that's maybe the sadder part here is that the stadiums in a lot of countries are like just left to rot and they don't, they don't really get, I mean, in countries where they play soccer hardcore, they probably have lots of people playing in them, but not in Brazil. um, The the FIFA stadium they built now houses buses. Really? It's a bus, it's a bus. Sorry. The stadium doesn't, the parking lot for the stadium, bus shelter. Fuck. It's like you almost should make them in a way that you could disassemble the whole stadium again, you know, to use the use it somewhere else or use the metal and all that concrete waste. Oh, my God. It's oh, my terrible. God. It's terrible. Hold on. Yeah. Hey, Elon, get on it. The, right? po- the pop up stadium to house 200,000 people. Come on. No, I got it. Stadiums on Mars. Think about this. Okay. Think about this. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Only the wealthy Go. can attend. Yep. There's they no would, atmosphere. No atmosphere. They would need to serve beer. They have to. Yeah. I, I mean, if I'm honest, if I'm watching a soccer game in, on Mars, if I don't have a beer in my hand, like I don't even really want to go. Alex, you know? everyone knows that the Martian atmosphere is only breathable if you have a Budweiser in your hand. And everyone, that's, that's correct. Just, that's correct. just math. That's the queen. The queen of beers. The queen Budweiser. of beers. Yeah. <clears throat> all right um we beat that one up i think I, I anyway that was some of my world of llamas on what was going on with the fifa thing and i you know i did want to bring that to light about the number of bodies that are buried under the pitches uh as they say alex we think um, about the exact yeah. same things on the toilet I, i'm right there with you do you do you ever think about like stool like hardness and too, integrity or <laughs> if i pushed if i if i push too hard will like I like push something out that shouldn't that I got to put back in. Oh, do it, do it. I you know, I hate it when I have my <laughs> my 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 insides outside. I don't want my inside yeah. outside at all. <laughs> there, I I have a paramedic story about this. Um, allegedly, I don't know if I, I don't know if I told you this one. Allegedly, yes. Um, a friend of mine who's a paramedic was working uh, one day, and he went to a facility for challenged youth. Youth that have had accidents through birth or, you know, traumatic brain injuries, things like that. Anyway, um, there was one kid and he had one of his nervous habits when he gets very anxious was to stick his fingers up his butt 
and grab um, the the lining of his anus and and yank at it and oh, pull no! it and and reverse it, pull it, pull it out. So he's pulling. Um, he's just. I I think you could, you see what I'm saying here. This is yeah. like a tube sock, a tube sock that you're pulling inside out kind of thing, right? So, um, anyway, I guess he does it quite a bit, and I guess this particular paramedic I knew he was going to this place all the time to pick this kid up to take him back to the hospital. And I don't know what they would do for him there, put a stitch or something, but they just couldn't stop him. Couldn't stop him from getting his old fingers up in the butt there. And um, I guess he had gone there. You know, sometimes I've done this before. You see a patient that you've seen far too many times for the same dumb thing that they can't get fixed. And it's frustrating as a healthcare provider to, you just, you like feel like the system's fucking broken and you're frustrated by it. So he goes, he's frustrated at this point and uh, he goes in and, you know, he, you know, he's there again. It's the 10th time he's been there and he's pissed off and he walks into this group home and goes, can somebody get this kid a pair of fucking boxing gloves or what? <laughs> and I, <laughs> I guess the staff didn't appreciate it, but he's I mean, right. he's kind of right. He's, he's not, not wrong. Right. right. Like, yeah. 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 So anyway, I always thought like he told me the story like over 20 years ago and I still remember it like because that's an obvious observation, which would have solved the problem immediately. Yeah. And sometimes that, you know, this is that old saying, right? It's like the, the Occam's, Occam's razor. It's this, the simplest and ob- most obvious solution is usually the right one. And uh, yeah, the bo- fucking boxing glove story just kills me. Yeah, that's a tough one. That's a that's yeah. a I believe Actually, it's called. Th- very anal retentive that one. <laughs> this guy has a billion stories like this. He's like, he's like the ultimate paramedic fuck up. Like everything that can go wrong goes wrong with to him on calls. Um, another good story. I got to tell this one. This is good. This is a great story. Um, he goes allegedly, to, allegedly, alleged, story. Alleged, allegedly he goes to the scene of an accident, and um, some people have been ejected from their vehicles, and it's late at night. So as you can imagine, it's dark, right? Like when you're driving down the road at night, you get your lights. You only can only see in front of you. Imagine if there's people in the ditch. There's no way you're going to see them. So um, you, in the lights on the side of the ambulances, they only project so far. So anyway, allegedly he goes to this scene, and uh, there's a couple cars have been in this accident. There's a couple people have been ejected. And they're in the ditches. So he's looking around the ditch. You know, people, everybody's walking around. They form a line and they're they're walking around. And he he's stepping through the ditch and he steps on something. And he he's like, oh, that that has the sponginess of a of a person when I stepped on it. And uh, he somebody brings a flashlight. He's like, oh, I think I found something. And he steps and he goes, oh no no, it's it's just a dead coon. I guess it was a dead raccoon that had been oh, struck by a vehicle. No. And and it was in the ditch and he had stepped on it, but it was spongy enough that if he felt like it was like a human arm or something. Oh. And and not like five feet from him in the dark, a hand goes up and it's and this guy goes, I'm not dead yet. It's a, <laughs> and it's a it's a black guy who's been ejected from his car. <laughs> and he's like, Oh my god, I'm oh so god. fucking sorry, bro. Like obviously he didn't like it was just the confluence of events. No just, racist intent. He was just actually saw a dead raccoon. Fuck. He actually was st- standing in a dark and on a dead raccoon. Like we're talking about, like rural Canada. In Did like you the, dead animals, like nineteen ninety nine. Like just, it's like there's fucking dead animals every ten feet, man. There's like 
the, the the we don't have pavement in Canada. We have the bodies of small critters that have piled up and and petrified over years that have created us a very nice drivable surface. That's what we have. So you know, this is like not uncommon to see like ten dead animals on my way to work. Right. Yeah, so you call three one one just so they can shovel it off the road. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So anyway, that's another one of his stories. This guy has a million stories like that where just he got himself into bad situations while trying to perform medicine that just this didn't go his way. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a sticky business medicine. It's a st- it sticks it. to the sticks to the bottom of your boot mostly, but it's a sticky it's business. It. <laughs> I'm not dead yet. Uh, oh, that's oh, poor bastard. Yeah. Yeah, can you imagine you hear this and you're like, Motherfucker, <laughs> what did you say to what me? the fuck did you just say? <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what's our what's our what are we rounding this out with tonight? Well, we Alex, talk about we can we can end on batshit insane, or we can end on stupid crazy. What do you feel like? Kind of a flavor of our podcast is crazy shit people are saying. Um, I don't know. Uh, dealer's choice. It's totally up to you. I'm engaged either way. Okay, Alex. I think... Let me set the scene. The year is 1980. All right? You with me? I am. So the year is 1980. The Quebec economy is booming. Language rights before the Charter of Rights and Freedoms are tumultuous we should say maybe not fully respected english is the language of commerce but quebec is a historically french province so still is yeah still is yeah still is (laughs) still is yeah yep and at the time the leading party in quebec thought hey we are a powerhouse economy for this country i think we should be our own country we're good enough to be our own country we should be our own sovereign state we should be mm-hmm. able to, to levy taxes, vote on our own laws, sign our own treaties. We are the Parti Québécois Souverainiste. This signals the international economy, who had historically built a ton of infrastructure and dumped a ton of investment into Quebec, that maybe Quebec, not so much on, a, on an even keel anymore, <laughs> a little bit of a shakier <laughs> foundation. It looks like the local populace wants their own country now by... Referendum, not rebellion, not revolution, hell, not even a rewrite of the Quebec Constitution at that point. They just wanted their own country. Yep. This signals a ton of companies to say, cool, Quebec, you do your thing. In the interest of our shareholders, we're going to get the fuck out of Dodge. And they, thanks to the likes of Hazel McCallion, mayor of Mississauga, Ontario at the time, and other mayors and provinces in Canada, they exit Quebec rapidly. They move to other places in the country where they think is a more stable foundation for building their uh, their companies and their infrastructure. Well, and mostly provinces who are not going to succeed from Canada. Succeed, succeed, yeah. And, and, ultim- succeed from Canada, al- yeah. and ultimately, yeah. actually, English speaking as their primary tongue. So yeah. this powerhouse economy that Quebec was sees this mass exodus. And it's it's a tale as old 
as 40 years ago. And we see this happen a few times over the next 10, 15 years with Quebec, with the the push for the self-contest movement, which ultimately died down in kind of the mid-90s. Yeah. But it saw head offices of Sun Life Financial move to Toronto. It saw head offices of of I think it was uh, I think our t- it was I think the, I think the tax office moved to Sudbury. Even the government of Canada made a move. So all of these companies start to leave, and all because Quebec said we are a country within a country. That is our position. And then they well, could Quebec didn't say this. The ruling. Political the party. political party said this. Yeah. And then yeah. unfortunately, because they are bound by provincial laws in Canada yeah. and they have to consult with the federal government, the federal government said, okay, ask your people if you if they actually want this. And this led to kind of a, a rigmarole of asking people how they want to be asked. Never ask a referendum about a referendum. Easiest way to kill your sovereignty movement. So Alex, yeah. we arrive at us today. Uh, around 30 to 40 so Adam, years later. Hold on. If, I, if what you're telling me is, is that because history sh- should not repeat itself when history is being going full retard. Yeah. You're telling me that there's no way a modern province in, in Canada would ever suggest such a thing, given that it is almost a, a straight path into ruining your economy Failure. no one would ever oblivion yeah, yes. no, no one would ever suggest such a stupid and idiotic thing ever again on on the basis of any even even the strictest you know right-wing political ideologies you're telling me this would never happen yeah am and, i right and, am i wrong and, and alex <laughs> i'm talking you're i think i think to enhance your point have not like a month two months six months of research that they could review and pour over for this I'm talking. They have 15 years of slow-moving car, like car crash, that shows this is a bad idea economically. Correct. Correct. So, Alex, are you trying to tell me that there is a province with leaders so dumb that they would try something so reckless? Alex, I hate to say it, but those goddamn potato peeling PEIers—they're just getting out of hand. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's, no way. I know, right? PEI needs the rest of Canada. So, so reasonable. What he talking no, about? No, yeah. And Cavendish Farms might be a monopoly, but I, a monopoly on potatoes. So it's like, that's it. What, what are you the king of, really? If it no. was diamonds, we, we would have taken the province over by now, but potatoes totally. we could have. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Alex, I would like to introduce you to citizen Danielle Smith. Now, that may sound like a B or C character in the famed. Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie, Phil, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. And Danielle <laughs> Smith is her sister that she doesn't talk about because she's really weird and clearly not equipped to govern. But Alex, I promise you, that Married is to who a guy I am named talking. Chad, probably. Yeah, yeah. Po- <laughs> or it's Kyle. A, it's, a, it's a beard marriage. But anyway, the, the, <laughs> the reality is the current premier of Alberta, Danielle Smith, premier is like your governor. For all of our American listeners. And Premier is like your good for all of our Danish, Dutch, and German <laughs> listeners. I think Premier's, you Burgermeister. Yes, yes, I'm sorry. Sorry, German listeners. I haven't been in a Burgeramt in a while. Um, so the Premier of Alberta has seen history happen. And she said, you know what? Round two. Let's do this again. Let's roll the <laughs> dice on this. And Alex, uh, the 
The Alberta. So actually, you know what? I think we need the full name because I think it's got a horrible acronym. Uh, the the Alberta. Oh. Conservatives love very long names for acts or bills that almost totally obfuscate what is actually in the bill. <laughs> so, like yeah, the con- conservatives in Ontario are famous for it. The making things better, but oh no, no, this is the perfect example. The uh, it's what is it? The Derek Zoolander for kids who want to learn to do good things good, but can't <laughs> read and want to learn to read again. School kids who can't read. It's like what the fuck? Yeah. Here's, here's what they learned. Granted, in the title, they learned what Quebec did wrong. Okay, so okay. they realize they're like, okay, Quebec, they want it to be a separate country, a nation the within Al- within a state, right? <laughs> the, the Alberta, not what Quebec did. <laughs> not what Quebec did. So yeah, okay. it's actually, Alex, this is this was actually, apparently this was name number three, because the first two were a little too silly. It was just like murder all people not outside of, or not in Alberta. <laughs> um, allegedly. Uh, allegedly. The name of the act is... The Alberta Sovereignty Within a United Canada Act. The Aswaka. <laughs> Aswuka? Aswuka. Aswuka, yes. Because, Alex, we know that nothing says sovereignty like maintaining good trade ties with the state that you're separating from. Tell Correct. that to Korea. <laughs> you know... You know, I, it's really hard to get your market to oil when the other country around your borders won't let you pass through with. Yes, it. that's going to be yes. that's going to be very difficult. I don't know if yeah. anyone saw it. Wait, I just thought of that right now. It was available to me, and I'm not a legislator. Alex, <laughs> everybody knows the, the ports of Luxembourg, Switzerland, <laughs> and, Mongolia, and Calgary. And Calgary. Have one thing in common. Uh, They're fuck. all lakes. <laughs> <That's> just... <laughs> so, joking aside, what our premier did after being, I want to say, unfit to lead, unfit to govern, and then probably just really boring in general conversation. She's probably great in elevators and horrible everywhere else. Oh yeah. She decided that with her cabinet, they're gonna pitch the Alberta sovereignty within a United Canada Act. As Aswuka. Aswuka? Um, and it basically ha- it had a few provisions in there. It basically said we're gonna be a, a functional nation state within a nation state of Canada, and we're going to use the same currency. And actually, sorry, I didn't say anything about currency, but it would negate federal laws by cabinet and provincial decree. So they wanted like a notwithstanding clause as governance. For for basically everything the federal government says. Yes. So they're saying anytime the federal government says something, they're going to say no, actually this way. Now, our 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 neighbors to the south might see this as, oh, but wait, that's that's a a lot of how um, the states in the United States operates. You're right. As a republic, you do have a few provisions in your state constitutions versus your your uh, national constitution. Your sorry, your uh, federal constitution and your jurisdictions m- might line up a little bit differently. A lot of state overrides occur first for civil disobedience, and then the federal government does follow. But yep. Canada as a federation has a a much more top-down approach to separation of jurisdictions and provincial powers, for better or for worse. But ultimately, well, it's it's you know it's just a British parliamentary thing that we've done for a while. 
We uh, also have equalization. I don't know if uh, we want to enter that. We, into the, yeah, we do the have that, which this is, does not exist in the States. No. So um, the federal government brings in all of the tax money that Canadians pay on from wherever they pay it. That doesn't matter right now. And then what we say is, okay, which provinces are are, lag, are laggards here in, health, say, healthcare or um, uh, highways, bridges, infrastructure spending, uh, education systems? And then the federal government apportions a equalization payment. Like British Columbia doesn't tax enough to be able to afford. I'm, I'm making it up. They need $10 million extra to run their education system. Well, it's okay because Ontario runs a surplus of that money. So we equalize it at the federal level over there to make sure that we're maintaining, you know, the same education standards, relative rates of or lack of poverty, you know, um, healthcare, uh, ch- childcare spending. We, tr- we try to equalize it so that no one's running away to other provinces to go get better wages or healthcare or things it, like that. It's, because to, it's to avoid having an Alabama. That, I'm just going yeah, to or exactly. Mississippi. Or, it's just, or a Texas we, or a Florida. Yeah. Texas is actually yeah. a major economic, but you don't, you don't want to have a Mississippi. That's, that's the usually yeah. the rule. So isn't that a novel idea to provide the same opportunities, healthcare, education, infrastructure in all of the provinces in, in the in the given country it's it's an, it's a very novel idea anyway so alberta would then never receive any more equalization payments and for a while when they had a lot of oil that was easy to pull out of the ground and they could send around well that wouldn't have been a problem for them but it's going to be a problem now am yeah, i wrong yeah well this is the funny thing equalization payments are almost like a they're a recipient of equalization payments. I mean, they are now, and that that's they are now. The, the, yeah, the they didn't thing. used to be, but become, they are now. So you become a weird, um, almost like a weird uh, insurance policy. So mm-hmm. why why do I pay equalization payments today? Well, it's so equalization payments tomorrow could be paid to me if we had an economic downturn or Correct. our oil only came in the form of bitumen, which is historically incredibly difficult to pull out of the ground process and then ship to other places. Yeah. Now, that being said, the sentiment around equalization payments in Alberta is very negative. They feel like the all of Canada opposes the oil and gas industry, but it's, it's unfortunately a culture in Alberta as well as yeah. an economy. Uh, and everything runs on oil. So the the apples you buy, the clothes you wear, the shits you take, the cars you drive. And Canada is a car-dependent country, so everything runs on oil. And if I honestly feel like a pat on the back and maybe uh, 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 some sort of government hand job annually would make this right-wing movement go away just because it's just a sentiment issue. That one politician is capitalizing on and pitching the sovereignty movement to do two things: ignite the base and be yep. anti-Trudeau. That's like really that's it. I agree. Yeah, and I don't know if you heard it's ideologically driven. I mean, and the guns are being thrown on top for good measure. The, yeah, um, yeah. which it, it has stupid portions of the act. I will say the federal gun agree. buyback. Agree. Stupid yeah. portions of it, but it's not like. It's not a we're coming for your guns act. It's like, oh, we're in consultations because the verbiage is too vague. Yeah. That's, so, okay. For, that's let's, a scandal. Let's, let's do one, one minute on C21. B, Bill C21 is a federal gun. 
it's it's not a it's a federal gun ban and it's a sort of moratorium on 10 clip uh, guns that hold 10 bullets in the mag sorry i want to say that correctly so now you cannot no you can no longer buy handguns in ontario or across canada you just can't you can you can own one i have one myself personally but i can't i can take it to my club i can shoot it if i want i could sell it to one of my friends but I can't buy any new ones. No new ones are coming into the province and I can't buy any more. I can buy them from my friends if they want to sell them to me, but that's about it. Alex, I'm um, glad crime is finally solved. That's good. So this is the big debate <laughs> here, right? So the Alberta government is seizing on the idea that um, there's a very, very popular hunting rifle in Ontario and it across Canada, which is the British 303. If you haven't heard of it you're either live under a rock don't hunt or you're not paying attention doesn't matter um so the british 303 can hold up to 10 bullets in a magazine uh usually they come with a five round magazine but they can hold 10 this happens to be one of the rifles that almost all indigenous people hunt with um it's very very common sporterized rifle that people hunt with and the c21 it's super cheap. Yeah, it's only like, I think it's under 200 bucks. The ammo is, you know, pr- pretty readily available. And um, it, again, people who have subsistence living use this gun quite a bit. Now, C21 is going to limit any gun that can accept up to 10 bullets in a magazine. I, I, don't quote me on that, on the verbiage there. And that's going to outlaw quite a bit of guns in, in remote communities where people rely on moose, deer, bear to like live for the whole year and they need guns to do that so alberta has seized on the idea that they're coming for your guns this idea right the visigoths are at the door to push this fucking insane sovereignty act law which is to your point ideologically driven now you and i have just said i don't agree with some of the things in c21 i don't but but that doesn't mean alberta should be a state correct (laughs) So those are different arguments and the pendulum swings, right? We will find equilibrium soon enough. I think that I don't, again, people making gun legislation didn't necessarily ever use guns or or don't hunt. So they don't know these things probably would have been, probably would have been helpful to ask somebody. Useful consultation, but leave it, leave it to our federal government to act first and ask questions later. Or the provincial government, for that matter, with the sex ed curriculum when the, the oh, conservatives. Alex, I, I oh, beg to differ Alex. there. They they act They're first, then they ask no questions. <laughs> <laughs> well said, yeah. well said, my friend. Well yeah. said. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Oh, your children are learning about sex. Oh, we'll we'll stop that. No, we're not curious what you think. Um, no, this is this is classic conservative provincial government in Canada, where again the Alberta uh, sovereignty movement thing like is. Sorry, movement is actually, it's probably affording it a little more credit than it's due. Alberta sovereignty, and the reason I mentioned Quebec sovereignty was because Quebec is an entire culture unto itself that has a protectionist ideology that has been maintained for approximately 200, 210 years. Like it has been a while. They have said many a thing to ensure that they try to keep French language alive in Quebec. Historically not alive anywhere else in Canada, even though there are French-speaking populations throughout Canada, Quebec doesn't give a, give a shit. They just care, they care what's in their borders. But what's interesting about the Quebec sovereignty movement was it was a long time coming. 
And then when they tried, they they're their damnedest. And there were heroes of that movement that are still remembered in Quebec today who were at the very least, I, I want to say heroes for language rights. At the very least, heroes for language rights. Because Quebec has is going to have a war of attrition with losing its language year over year. More and more students graduating that only speak English and only speak a little bit of French. And they're trying to quell that even now. They're trying to pass new legislation in Quebec so that people have to speak French. It's it's a very difficult time for the Quebec yeah. people. And they're trying to figure out ways to keep their language and traditions and culture alive. Well, some people who've worked, who've worked and lived in Quebec their whole life but never spoken French all of a sudden have to like learn French in the next six months or yeah. get fired. It's like, what? Yeah. That's not going to be a thing. You're, yeah. you're historically, your Westmount communities in Montreal, hell, even some of your Gaspé communities were just functionally in English because of international trade. But this this is like an interesting time in Quebec. They, like, they're, they might be at an impasse with culture meets policy. Yeah. Long time coming. Now, I'm not trying to knock Alberta here. But oil and truck nuts is not a culture, okay? It's a says it's you. A, it's a job <laughs> and an unnecessary vehicle accessory, okay? So, but <laughs> I'm and I'm I'm not a native Al- Albertan, but I was very ignorant to Alberta when I, before I moved here. When I came here, I realized oil and gas is a culture, and I even was I came to terms with the idea. I'm like, oh yes, everything runs on oil and gas, but. <laughs> to all of those rural Albertans out there who are clearly not not in favor of this, I, I, I got to say, you're just generic white rural folk who are just at, at best Canadian, at worst Canadian. Like there's there is yeah. there is no benefit to you for a sovereignty movement at the very least because of the federal government's response to this is going to be unfortunately slow, but deliberate. Like there is no good way forward for this. So this is just to me, political positioning before a May election, May 2023 is the election. Yeah. You are trying to ignite your base. You're trying to get your moderates to vote for you because they think you're friggin' insane. And then ultimately, if you can position yourself as anti-federal government and anti-opponent who's aligned to the federal government, that would be Notley of the NDP and Trudeau, which I don't know if you've heard, but everybody wants to fuck this guy. If you're anti-Trudeau and you're anti-Notley, who is the NDP leader, that is your platform. And how do you prove that you're anti-them? You pitch a piece of dog shit legislation like this. Yeah. Giving your cabinet members like executive power provincially, like it's just... It's I, I don't. So I disagree. I don't think this widens the base. It may deepen it, but deepening does not get you more votes. Um, the people who really hate Justin Trudeau will continue to do so. I don't think you're bringing in more people into the fray with a sovereignty act. In fact, how do you like how, how do you like the sound of everything in your life is going to be more expensive? Does that sound good? Because that's what's going to happen. Right? How do you like head office moving to Texas? Right. It's like you're you're about oh do you like your job it's not gonna be there if you go sovereign because no one's gonna want to be in your fucking in your province i I think that people have not the reality is is there having someone in leadership who would propose something so dumb should lead you to believe we have a terrible leader not i should consider what they're saying Right, like you don't consider stupid ideas, stupid things that people say. You just go, no, 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 that's dumb. We're not doing. We're not doing that. You know, 
when you're if your boss proposes that every Sunday or sorry, every Friday, you know, let's all bring our dogs into work and butcher a deer in front of them. Like I said, I don't know. I'm trying to think of something totally ridiculous. I'm, I'm failing here, but it's like, no, that's no, no, we're not doing that. It's, that's a dumb idea. Why would we do that? You were not going to, that's not going to generate any money or, you know, our dogs will be fighting each other. And yeah, I don't know, like unity. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> my, my terrible analogy of a Friday full of deer meat, notwithstanding, it's just, I just, I, I, I think this is going to deepen the base. It will have no impact on its width. Or girth in this case. I think girth. I like the and girthy every, base. Everybody yeah. likes a girthy base. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I like to... Shout out to my beer yeah. cans out there. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, Alex, we we hmm. live we live in chaotic times with well, with chaotic leaders. Well, we, do you think this, this isn't going to go down? You don't really think this is going to be... They've already doubled. They, they didn't double down. They backed up on this. Didn't they? Yeah, they reevaluated. They said, oh, we didn't mean to give our cabinet the executive, supreme executive power to change laws from the federal government. We didn't mean to. We'll we'll change that. Um, And then uh, Jordan Peterson decided to throw his hat in the ring. So you know this is a piece of dog shit legislation. What did Jordan Jordan Peterson say? I missed this. Oh, Jopey? Oh, he said that Trudeau is ruining Canada. And Jopey then came in. And sorry, this is Jopey spelled J-O-P-I-E, like the (laughs) stupid character Opie. So <laughs> Jopey jumps in and he says, yeah, it's like, he's, it's, it's, uh, uh, sorry, it's he probably said something stupid. I didn't watch this interview. I read the, the synopsis, but he probably said something like a uh, tyrannicalization. Um, yeah. probably said something like, uh, astroturficate. Uh, what, what's another, another stupid Jordan Peterson word we can think up. I mean, he probably talked about something like how, how life is really hard. And the only tier, the only the only uh, thing to do against chaos is fight, or it'll be something along these lines. Or and men need bed. to fight. And yeah, yeah, probably. And that and that lobsters, if you give them uh, SSRIs, they will stop stop fisting each other. I think that was the, I think that was the crux of his book, basically. Yeah, that's yeah. Think, things to things to learn about and consider. But yeah, I I, I think Alex. As as we close out the year with our with our final few recordings, it's fun to think about the nonsense that is these governments. But I, what I think it's more fun to think about. Would I rather? Would you rather have <laughs> molten Alex? Would you rather have <laughs> molten candle wax or freezing cold beer dripped onto your testicles? <laughs> <laughs> Who came up with this? I want to say Claudia. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Oh, when we say you mean like molten by it's it's melted, so it's 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 yes. fresh off the it's flame. Okay. Fresh off the flame. You, you don't mean as hot as lava when you say molten. I mean it would feel that way, now wouldn't it? Oh. Well, yeah. You know what? That's I guess wax is in the f- ball feeling of the beholder, as they say, or something uh, along those lines. Um, oh. Uh, I'm gonna go with the beer immediately. Like you sick bastard. There, there is nothing more painful than having liquid wax dropped oh. on you. Because as you try to pull it off, you spread it more, and then you burn your hand by touching it, and it's just I, the whole thing is bad. It's just not. <laughs> I, people are in that, but it's you're speaking no. from a level of experience that makes me so uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, Alex. Would you rather have an indestructible 
but easily ill body or be completely immune to all illnesses, but very fragile. It's tough. You're Wolverine, but with like a cold all the time, maybe HIV. I know that would suck. Or you're like that snake chick. That's a tough one, man. I don't know. I don't know if I I haven't fully considered the the consequences of my choice. I would. I'd have to choose. I'd I'd be easy easily illed. I think easily ill. Yeah, because well, I mean, I'm, I'm indestructible then, right? It's like. Well, yeah, so it's Wolverine with HIV, or I, got, I heard yeah. Claudia in the other room. She said, you're the guy from Unbreakable, but you never get sick. You're Samuel L. So, Yeah, but Samuel L., like, he falls downstairs and breaks every bone in his body. Like, yes, what? But, but, I, think, no. but think if he was immune to all illnesses. They call him Mr. Glass. Yeah, but then you can't do anything or go anywhere. You could, like, break, you could, like, break your wrist while you're bracing yourself trying to get some. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you could. Fair enough. You're trying to do a, You're trying to do a maneuver, and then your, your arm breaks. It's like no, no. So you yeah, no. Wolverine no, with HIV. I'm gonna do that. Yeah, I th- I, that's my that's my safe place there for sure. Oh, okay. You know what? That makes sense to me because it's a bad, and modern medicine is advanced to a point where I can just you know I can I can go <laughs> Magic full Johnson. Uh, Magic Johnson. Yeah. This, yeah. Haven't you heard? Um, is it? Oh, uh, God, I think it's Dave Chappelle's get on this. He goes, we, they found a, did you hear this? There's a cure for HIV. It's, a, it's an injection of cash directly into your veins. Alex. Ask Magic Johnson. I want to say that the Simpsons did it, but that was actually South Park. Was it? No. <laughs> it's it's, no, it's $50,000 injected directly into your bloodstream. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. All right. All right. I got, I got one more. Okay. Okay. So, Every movie and TV show is now required to one of the following to show one of the following actors for at least twenty five percent of its showing. Which, Please not Nicolas Cage. Which, no. Which actor would you rather have it be? Okay. Keep this in mind. It's three options. Okay. okay. Would you rather twenty five percent of every movie and TV show is now required to show a James Corden? B, CGI Carrie Fisher, or C, or C, Amy Schumer. Yeah, the, the choice is clear for me, but CGI Carrie Fisher. Oh, it's easily that. It's the right answer. Yeah. It's the right it answer. It has to be because you can make her as... Yeah, as yeah, you could make her super cool. She could do fight awesome fight moves. She could be in that Star Wars bikini she wore in uh, Return of the Jedi all the time. You just make her anything. She could do anything. She could be. Uh, she could run Twitter. She could be the next Elon. She could be Carrie Musk if you want. Yeah. Carrie. She could. Do, she could do anything. <laughs> this summer, <laughs> the genius inventor of PayPal and Tesla, played by. <laughs> CGI Carrie Fisher. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They would make a new friggin' Steve Jobs movie and then it would just be CGI Carrie Fisher. (laughs) 
in in a fucking black turtleneck yeah. and blue jeans with glasses. Yeah. Call it like yeah. brilliant or something like this holiday season. <laughs> you <laughs> thought you knew everything about Steve Jobs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Somehow Ashton Kutcher would make an ex- appearance in the film, but but yeah. not be a central. Not character at all. he would yeah. be entirely yeah. irrelevant to the plot. He'd have a one sentence speaking role. That's yeah. it. Yeah, you'd be like punk, and then it would cut. <laughs> yeah. All right. Last one. I got. I got one more. I got. I okay, even one more. Any, yeah. So this one's an easy one, but it has dire implications. <laughs> dire. <laughs> okay. <laughs> would you rather sneeze ketchup? Or sweat mustard. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I, Bro, I, would, I'm I gotta sneeze ketchup. I gotta, I gotta sneeze, sneeze ketchup. ketchup. And attendant yeah. to this is, what would you name your hot dog stand? <laughs> <laughs> you have all natural products that you're serving. No, no. Yeah, I made no, this ketchup this myself. This is disgusting. <laughs> what are you I'm doing? Have just to... making some mustard in the treadmill. You just you have this bun and you're just wiping your armpits with it. Oh yeah, just you, you want you want some mustard? Yeah. I mean, I would go with sneeze ketchup, hundred percent, because yeah. there's just so many places that, as a man, I sweat where I don't want mustard to be. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> You're right. If I yeah. find yellow in a few places of my body, I'd be like, I need to go to the hospital. <laughs> Correct. You're. It's a hot. It's a hot sunny day. Sticky, you're at a barbecue. Day, yeah. It's super sticky. It's like forty <laughs> degrees of the humidity. You're at a. You're at a friend's barbecue with Claudia, and you have a mustard stain on your butt your, crack, nipples. You know, like, <laughs> on your nipples. Yeah. Just. Just. You can just. You can just. You multiply this. You can see how badly this gets. Yeah. gets bad. Exponentially bad. Quick. Bad quickly. Very quickly. Yeah, yeah. You Fuck, I sweat to... my... If it, when it's hot out, I sweat on my arms. My arms yeah, are sweating. Like, you know? I'm sweating. Yeah. My fingers sweat sometimes. Yeah. Fuck, can you imagine reeking like mustard all the time? It's all over your body. Oh, my God. You play hockey? You just, oh, your your equipment's new full equipment. of mustard. <laughs> yeah, every time. Yeah, I'm telling you, this is a right terrible though. idea. It might be yeah. super strategic during a marathon. You're just you're you're whipping it on the ground. People are slipping behind you. You're basically you're like Mario Kart as a human. Foul. Yeah. All right, Alex. Foul. Um, that 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 those are the happenings. Those are the times. I uh, I got some cool news. We just got our um, our. Our, our Spotify year in review. We are in the top 25% most shared podcasts on Spotify. Uh, super cool news. What? We have, yeah. Uh, I mean, great. Awesome. We're, we're probably in the bottom of that 25%, but hey, still the top. <laughs> <laughs> are you saying 25% of the time we're shared almost every time? <laughs> <laughs> That's just that mad. doesn't make any sense. Yeah, we have um, oh, we have uh, we're the sex, we're the sex panther of shared podca- podcasts on Spotify. Is, I think I, is what I, heard. I that's yeah, the, Alex. I don't. We've talked a lot about physics today, and that sounds like physics to me. It does. Um, yeah. The uh, another cool tidbit. Um, we have you know of our dedicated fan base. We love you. 
but uh, also shout out to the the uh, the IP addresses. This is a cool thing. The twelve IP addresses that are definitely not Alex and I and our significant others who have listened to every single one of our episodes to one hundred percent completion. Shout out what? to you, people! Yeah, there's a dedicated twelve of you who who get every update and then listen to the entire podcast to to f- like full fruition. And I thought you were bots. But then I check the IP addresses of your listening habits. And one of you is in Ontario. I will say that. I will so shout out to that Ontario person. And um, I either feel I'm very grateful, but simultaneously I feel like these people have very sad lives. Well, if, well listening to us, Alex, no, don't <laughs> we just kidding. Don't we brighten up their lives? Um, I, and then that's, I hope, yeah. The the coolest thing I want to say, let's uh this is pretty cool. So we are in the the top ten percent of content producers in our category, which is was originally politics until we had to realize until well, really until we had to switch over our our discourse to be a little bit more comedy centric. In the comedy category, we are in the the top ten percent of content creators in the comedy category for podcasts on Spotify, which is pretty cool. But more interestingly, we've produced uh, three thousand five hundred and thirty minutes of content i think as what? of as of yes as of the last record as of as of, wow. as of number as of episode 30 and Man. that has been listened to over a thousand times by over hundreds of people i want to say thousands but it's not over <laughs> hundreds of people um which means we've we've actually uh people have invited us into their homes into their workout sessions into their background noise when they masturbate we have been invited to people's homes a lot which is kind of cool um yeah, There's like a weird part of me that hopes it is mostly background noises they masturbate, but I, I, it doesn't have to be that. It could be anything else, but I just, you know, it's something. Alex, there's something there. There's if, an OnlyFans account. In our I'm not maybe. saying we're the Luther Vandross of the podcast world, but if we are the <laughs> background noise that leads to getting busy, one on one, one on two, or one on one, I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, those are in some interesting stats. Yeah. I'm um I'm going those are bra- those are braggable some of them a yeah. little bit. Get braggadocious people for all you listeners out there. So yeah. we're we are going to do one more episode um before that we close out the season um as we have family commitments Christmas uh and the new year we have to sacrifice a goat to Zeno you know, yeah. classic. So we we'll, we're probably only going to have one more episode before the, the new year. Um and uh, obviously that's going to be an action packed Oh, rapid fire pitter patter of just information filled, but no, there's not going to be a lot of information that you can use. Dismiss, uh, yeah, un uninformation is how I like to put it sometimes. Yeah, uninformation, I like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, okay. We're we're we are broping for the masses. We are a podcast. Where where can people find us, Adam? We can be listened to on Anchor FM or on Spotify or on Amazon Music or on Apple Podcasts or on Google Podcasts. Or if you're really into it, you can probably find our podcast on the dark web right next to an assassin's homepage selling their services for $20,000 a pop. I'm not saying they always deliver, but I'm saying the ad space is cheap. So you can email us at bropiumforthemasses at gmail.com if you have any corrections, complaints, or complaints. 
And you can find us on Twitter <laughs> at Broping for the Masses, where I often pick on Stephen Lecce for not knowing how to do his job as Minister of Education for Ontario, or calling out Danielle Smith for being technically a human, but clearly not a politician. <laughs> I love it. So that uh, is uh, that is the ramble, my friends. Alex, I will see you next time. Yeah, man. Take care.